You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, which you can find on iTunes and Stitcher and at our home site, needlessthingssite.com, where you can find the podcast and stream it. And five days out of the week, you can find brand new original articles from myself and our cast of writers. I don't know that writers come in a cast. Maybe it's a murder of writers or a pod of writers. I don't know. But anyway, there's a bunch of us now, and we write about nerdy stuff, and you'll enjoy it. Uh, And I want to get into this today quickly because we've got a big, big show, uh, so big that it's divided up into two parts. Today's part one is the Toys of San Diego Comic-Con. Part two will be up next week, and it's all the trailers and stuff. And I'm feeling a little badly that we didn't do one about the comics of comic-con so we're falling victim to the same thing as comic-con itself so i'm I'm, maybe i'll get together with mike gordon and ryan and jay and uh, we'll try and quickly do one there but before i start today before we get into the actual meat of the show as it were uh, i went and saw ant-man with my son today with little troublemaker and we had a great time and you want to say something about it here hang on put on the headset hello the movie was amazing. Is that it? That's mm-hmm. all you got? Okay, cool. There you go. Straight from the pro's mouth, who has seen many of the Marvel movies in in the theater now. Uh, it was amazing. We had a lot of fun with it. I love that they can still do a good movie on a smaller scale. Uh, two. There are two post-credit scenes. One after the the animated visual credits, and then one at the very, very end of the credits. They're both well worth staying for. And uh, just you know, Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. If if you like him, then you're going to enjoy the movie. But just seeing the opening five minutes of the movie, and I'm not going to spoil anything because this isn't a review. This is just my my quick thoughts about the movie. Uh, the opening five minutes, I wanted to stand up and dance. I, I really, it's, it excited me so much what they did with the pre-intro scene. Uh, and Michael Douglas is fantastic. Evangeline Lilly, uh, I, I can't say I was a huge fan of hers, but she was really good in this. Uh, it was just, it was great, great, great fun. It was a heist flick, like they've been saying. Uh, the only thing that disappointed me was... That if you've seen the trailer, you kind of know what happens in the movie. You don't know entirely how everything is going to happen, but it, it unfolds exactly as you expect. And I'm not saying that it needs a twist, and it's perfectly satisfying without any ma- major surprises. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it uh, the, I, studios need to stop showing us so much 
in the trailers and, and the preview stuff. Uh, just stop it. I'm over it. Uh, that's really it. Uh, we've got so much to get to today. All I'm going to do now is introduce our song for the week, which is from some close friends of mine, mentors of mine, really, from back in the day, Atlanta punk legends, the Tone Deaf Pig Dogs, some really close pals of mine who just are the nicest guys on the planet they helped my own band get over back in the day or or gave us some pointers you know we we never got anywhere obviously but they're just great guys and the song land of the misfit toys couldn't be more appropriate right so here you go rock it out It's that magical time of year where I put out the call and summon the needless things or regulars to talk about what happened at San Diego Comic-Con. Only this year, we're going to have two episodes. This one is going to be about the toys, and then next week, we're going to have an episode about the movies, comics, and everything else that happened there. Uh, but of course, toys ha- have priority, and I have gathered together tonight the crew that you know and you love. Welcome, the needless things or regulars. First of all, we have my lovely co-host, uh, infrequent though he is mr bo brown welcome hi everybody and and I, I there's not there's just not much for you to discuss tonight is there no no <laughs> just not much you know barely, Maddie showed up barely yeah barely why did they bother really right um and of course needless things head of research mr ryan schweck good evening everybody welcome back to the show and uh lots of stuff that i think all of us can get in on tonight. Like, I don't think this one will be quite as segmented as some of the other ones. I think everybody will have a little bit to say about everything. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, welcome back. The belligerent monkey himself, Jay Hornsby. Uh, how are your, how are your hiccups? Uh, they're better. They're gone. It's amazing what, uh, holding your breath, drinking some water, taking a shot of whiskey, and then taking a walk around the block with the family will do for you. Nice. Yeah, I, it's, I was going to say stand on your head and take a shot of whiskey is uh, a classic remedy, I think. An old southern, maybe a stump at midnight full of whiskey, something like that. I don't know. Something. One, one of them worked, whatever it was. Speaking of southern remedies, Josh Wilson, welcome back to the Needless Things podcast. Salutations, everybody. Glad to be here. We've got a little uh, little transform. I, I've got to tell you, you are going to be cluing me in big time tonight. Uh, my weekend was stupid ridiculous at work i barely had enough time to put my my post together for the site so i i just kind of glanced here and there at things but i know nothing of transformers so well it was it was kind of a blink and you miss it oh really yeah yeah. well that was the case with a lot of stuff which is why we're going to cover a few things up front uh dc hasbro 
um, Naka. We're, we're going to get the, the kind of the minor guys out of the way and finish up with Maddie because Maddie, uh, you know, we, we can go ahead and say at the top of the show, they won the Comic-Con God, big hands time. down. Yeah. And they won it like Thursday. Yeah. Like it was over before it even started. Yeah, before they even revealed everything that they yeah. had, they had won, which is insane. Uh, but we're going to start now with Hasbro who, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk poorly about Hasbro because they are my traditional favorite toy company. Uh, they have my favorite licenses, but uh, the, there's this weird thing going on where people, uh, particularly Hasbro and Disney, I think more importantly, are, are kind of holding back a little bit from Comic-Con, it seems like, and we did not have the Star Wars presence that I think we were all expecting. Yeah. Uh, they're waiting. They're holding back for something because none of the toys that they announced are for that September 1st midnight release. So I, they're going to do something. I don't know if they're going to do a special event by itself and reveal everything or that's, what. That's but, what I feel like. I feel like yeah. they're going to have some kind of proprietary event. Maybe it, well, no, they closed the Times Square Toys R Us, didn't they? Yep. So, or, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's got me chomping at the bit, though. It must, oh, it's, yeah, I guess yeah. it's, kind of, it's, it's working because I have fallen off of my Star Wars here recently. But, boy, everything dripping out, that little ebb and flow that just comes from the next movie, it's just I'm now just desperate for toys for it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Because, I mean, I, I was actually, like, I felt myself getting nervous as Comic-Con went on because I'm, I am a three-and-three-quarter-inch collector as far as Star Wars goes. I'll... I'll buy a few six inch pieces here and there i'll get the fets and and you know specific stuff that i like but i'm not changing scale uh same thing same thing that happened with doctor who when they changed scale i was done i i called it quits and that's with star wars i'm actually like nervous that they're gonna stop with the more collector oriented smaller scale stuff and and go straight to the five points of articulation which don't get me wrong i think those are great i think they're a good idea they're a great value you get two figures for 10 bucks Super, it's good for the kids, it keeps the kids collecting Star Wars, but it means there's nothing for me, because I, I like the the heavily articulated smaller scale figures. And of course, one of my one of my big deals about not switching to the larger scale was well they'll never do vehicles. And if it's Star Wars, they you've gotta have vehicles for Star Wars, but what happened this weekend? Wow. <laughs> yeah, Goke. So I'm building a house, and part of our house is a basement that I've designed for toys. And now you have and to build a new wing. Specifically designed to hold that Tie Fighter. Like, <laughs> I think somebody posted like on one of you know the Foosh or something on their Facebook page. Like, who has the money and the you know who wants this and who has the room for it? Right. I was like, I am right here. Well, I will yeah. that's two different questions because who, who has the money, who has the place for it, and who wants it? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm definitely at least one of those. Uh, but. I am. I am so ready for it. I mean, and they've got to follow it up with the next wing, right? I mean, you have to. Well, yeah, absolutely. Abs- abs- there's no way around it. You have to have an X wing to go with it. And what's uh. interesting, this is one of the things that's killing me. This is uh, a first order Tie Fighter. This is not an original trilogy Tie Fighter. So that stands to reason that the X-Wing that they release to oh. oppose it is going to be one of the new X-Wings. And I love that design. And it's going to kill me because it's going to be six-inch scale for who knows how long, 
or if they'll even do one in the smaller scale. So you guys are totally going to have, you know, the tie, I can live without the tie because the design's not so radically different from what I've got hanging from my ceiling, but those new X-Wings are freaking nice. Yeah. Well, Those things are going to be huge too. I mean, that the the, the picture of the uh, Tie Fighter. I mean, it's like wider than the guy's chest, and it, you know, it's well, the cockpit uh, portion is the size of a human head. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. And I mean, it just okay. I've been looking at it from like all the angles of people that have put it out, and I mean, it's basically the same old Tie Fighter almost with some color differences. And so I'm already deciding if I get two when I just paint it. And I have one that's a first order one, and I have one that's the. I already have a Tie Pilot. I got him a couple of waves ago. Right. So. And, yeah, and it comes with the new Tie Pilot who looks right. who looks uh, significantly different. I, I guess up in an updated way. It's, he's still recognizable as a Tie Pilot, but there are some major cosmetic differences. Yeah. I mean, this just feels smart to me as far as how they're doing it. Yes, it's going to be expensive as all get out, but I'd really lost interest in that six inch line. Like, I, I, a lot of the sculpts weren't that great and they had a lot of uh, problems like that emperor and the, the legs on the IG-88 were not very good at all. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm kind of done with this, but I'm back in now. This is just, <laughs> just this one thing has brought me way back in. And the other six inches really says they, they're teasing. Well, and they did show a few six-inch pieces that were probably uh, along the lines of these were rumored and we knew they were coming, but here they are in real life. They had, uh, I guess, Real World, Ahsoka, and Kanan, uh, A New Hope Luke, and Jango Fett, which is one of the ones that I'll pick up. Right. And then they announced the two band choice winners are Darth Revan and um, Sabine. Which oh can nice? We, can we be straight? Can we stop these goddamn fan choice votes? Yeah, like <laughs> everyone like knows, Sabine wasn't going to get a figure. Right, yeah, like we all know you're going to make these figures. We all know you've already decided what you're going to make. Hey, like, if it wasn't <laughs> for the fan choice votes, we never would have gotten that internet exclusive Jocasta new figure. <laughs> so you just you just slow your roll, buddy boy, because everybody bought that one, right? Yeah, that was great. Um, I mean, the new black looks great. They did a really good job translating Ahsoka to look more aesthetically like real world. Yeah. Um, Luke, you know, the soft god shirt, it looks all right. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, but it was pretty good. It depends on how the final production piece comes out. It's it's no Emperor's Cloak. Let's leave it at that. There's one picture of him that they took in the booth, and his shirt is kind of opening i guess and so it looks like luke's showing a little skin maybe and so i'm kind of worried that well, it dude that's what... i mean i guess it is kind of like that in the movie but in toy form it i mean i'm gonna throw i'm gonna it throw looks like his... sex time luke i'm throwing his jacket away anyway who doesn't want a bare-chested mark hamill <laughs> just going uh, shirtless the whole time hell yeah <laughs> yep. and Django will be great i mean that boba fett is one of the best toys from the last few years and yeah so I've no doubt that Boba Fett's going to be good. But, I mean, I guess the big surprise, like we talked about earlier, is there was no Force Awakens figures. You know, the exclusive was that First Order Stormtrooper or whatever the hell it, What is it called? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, that's correct. First Order. Yeah. So, I mean, we all know it's not like that's going to be an exclusive for much longer. I mean, I imagine that's a release night toy. Um, so I'm just kind of waiting to see what they do when the new movie doesn't Doesn't Disney have their big convention coming up soon oh yeah the, was it d23 yeah so, d23 oh is that right i think I so think, oh yeah that oh. does 
Well, there you go. So it'll yeah. be good to see. I can't wait to see what they release for. Uh, well, the nice thing is, you know, we have a hard and fast date that they're going to be available for sale. So, you know, they, they can't hold it for much longer unless they try and keep everybody in the dark until yep. the night of the uh, midnight sale. Midnight while we're at Dragon Con. <laughs> but damn, are they holding off C-3PO? Like, just go ahead and do it. I'm sick of not having C-3PO. I think he's got to be one of the, the first waves with the Force Awakens stuff. Well, he's but it's... A, He's a big figure that people are going to want. Right. And the question is, is he going to be C-3PO from the original trilogy, or is he going to be the Force Awakens that has the new different arm? Right, right. I guess it's red, maybe, or some color. I yeah, can't. I, yeah, I believe it's red. I heard. I can't remember exactly what it was. You can see him in that video they released, where the different color arm is. But it looks darker in the video where you oh, see Oh, see, it. I didn't even notice. I just saw him putting the headpiece on. Yeah, there's one where you see that it's a dark, different color. Okay. Hey, guys, um, give me just a couple of minutes. I'll be right back. Gotta take crap. So Transformers next? We still got Marvel Legends from old Hasbro. Yeah, yeah, let's, Hasbro, yeah. Let's, uh, let's hit Marvel Legends. Because yeah, there's not a whole lot with, with that. <laughs> no, this won't take long. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is it started off, like, uh, again, with the premiere, mu- premiere, eh, premiere night. Uh, it was kind of like, wow, look at all this stuff, but then that was it. Yep. <laughs> so what uh, What all did they have Marvel Legends-wise? Um, well, like you said, on preview night, they unveiled the next wave of Spider-Man Legends, um, which I'm really excited about because it a lot of it they – I don't know who is just making the decisions for them, but they seem to be focusing that wave – or really the last two waves on the superior foes of Spider-Man. Yeah, which was which is awesome. Awesome comic book. Um, and so that way we got a Ben Riley clone. Um, who else? Jack lantern Speed Demon, Morbius. Modern Beetle. Modern Beetle. Oh, and the Speed Demon comes with the uh, head of, uh, what's his name, Carmine on the little remote control car, yeah, which awesome. is great. And who else? Oh, and Spider Spider Gwen. Which Lord, that was quick. Yeah, like, genius. That's I think that's got to be like just about the fastest Marvel Legends have ever gotten a character out. Yeah, and she looks really good. Um, and Venom is the last one. And Venom will come with two heads, which is great. So we'll have our tongue out head and our tongue in head. And I was actually thinking the other day, out of the hundreds of Marvel Legends I have, I don't own a Venom. And I don't oh, really? know how that's possible. Yeah, he came out in one of the Spider-Man waves, and I didn't really like him, so I yeah, skipped I, him. And I got the one that they did as part of the Spider-Man classics. The the they were just on the regular card backs and not the clamshells. Yep. And I, 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 I really like that my, one. Mine, I that's weird. Yeah, I can't think of owning one, but I, I never real, realized that uh, he yeah. was uh, missing. So yeah, I'll, now, I'll definitely have to grab this one. I had the icons venom, the big twelve inch ones yeah, there yeah. for a while, but I had that. And then the build up here for that wave is Absorbing Man, which is great because Absorbing Man came out before, but he was in the Fing Fang Foom wave, which they didn't make a ton of, and so not a lot of people have him. Yeah, and that was the wave too that it jumped to fifteen dollars per figure, and which I was like, ridiculous. I'm never going to pay that much for a Marvel <laughs> Legends figure. <laughs> I'm so glad I got that though. That build a figure is the best build a figure. Yeah, I'm regretting it. I still regret it when I think about it. Well, that uh, the Jack O' Lantern from this wave is is one of my favorite figures that I saw at Comic Con. He just looks incredible. He does. The flame effect on him is really good. Yeah. Far far better than any of the like Ghost Riders or any of the other flame effects that they've done in the line. 
Yeah. And then they showed like half of the way for the Captain America Civil War. Wolf Cap! So they have Wolf Cap, which is <laughs> awesome. God, I can't wait to – because at first when they put him out on preview night, they just put out Taskmaster from the Spider-Man cartoon. Um, Mocking which I don't really like that design personally. I, I like the classic design. See, I do, I do like that design. I like the classic design too, but I, I like the armor. I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah. And then they put out a cap, and it looks like the first appearance cap, and people were just kind of like, oh, great. Well, he needs cap. He needed an update though, because the their He's old a, classic cap is not great. Yeah, it's been a while since I've really held him. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I've got like six caps at this point, though. I mean, so I I don't need a new one. However, the wolf cap <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Uh, that changes everything. Yeah, but then they said, "Here, put a wolf head on him," and everybody's like, <laughs> "Yay!" Now, is that two different figures? No, I've, from what I understand, that is. A pack in. That okay, that's cool. In, that's very cool, man. And then the build a figure for that wave is going to be Red Onslaught, which I just, I mean, I enjoyed the Axis storyline. It was fine, but Red Onslaught is in it for like two issues, and then he's taken out. Um, I did not enjoy Axis, and I have no no desire for an undersized Red Skull Onslaught. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I was not a big fan. I don't think I even finished it. So no, I, I, I don't even it. remember the fact that uh, he became Onslaught. Um, but he, they did have Mockingbird, I think, in that same yeah, wave. Yeah, she and looks. So great. I actually, she, I think she looks really good. So I think, and, uh, and I'll she's, definitely grab her. she's got a lot of new parts. She's not just using that same old buck with like painted on, you know, right. boots and stuff. She actually has new tooled parts and looks it's like really sculpting good. for the the costume. Right, you yeah. see the wrinkles and stuff. Yeah. And I will say for the Red Onslaught, though, the head on that, the Red Skull head, is the best Red Skull head they've done. So I'm hoping maybe this means we'll get a real classic Red Skull. Right. Well, and it's funny because I think the day before preview night, you and I were talking, and I think I mentioned they still haven't done a a really good Red Skull, which they still haven't, but, you know, maybe he's coming. Um, and then really the only things else they showed, they showed a sneak peek of an abomination that's going to come out sometime next year. Uh, they didn't really say much about it. They just showed it. He's bigger, and he's built on a lot of the rhino parts from that last Spider-Man wave. Mm-hmm. And so people think that he may be the build-a-figure for the next Marvel Legends wave. And then they showed a Namor in his current the blue and black outfit. Which I dig. I, I'm, I'm glad that we're getting a... A new name, although I like the Fantastic Four one that came out. Is that the classic? The last classic Namor. That's what I really want is a classic Namor to come out because that one they yeah. put out in that one wave was not great. No, this was. Uh, it was part of the Fantastic Four wave. Yeah, the movie yeah, I, came I've out. got that, and he's uh, classic, and he looks great. I think. Yeah, it's him with the speedo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he looked. He looked like he was wearing makeup or something funny. Like I, I remember, I, I have him, but I remember would, not being hundred percent happy. With but him. Namor would wear makeup. He's <laughs> definitely a guy liner guy. Because I think the Sue Storm from that wave also looked really weird. She's okay. sleeveless. That's what yeah. it is. Which is odd. All, all, the, other, choice. all the other ones are, are good, particularly the Doctor Doom is fantastic. I, I think the best Doom that they've done. But, uh, so but yeah. That, that was it. I mean, I think. Oh, Ant Man Ant-Man and uh, first appearance Daredevil. Um, oh yeah, Walgreens, Walgreens exclusives. exclusives. And the only night, the one of the really nice things is that Daredevil is going to come with a Matt Murdock head, 
and the way that it was designed, the Daredevil that just came out in the Hobgoblin wave, mm-hmm. that head will fit on that body. That body's made for that head to be removed, and you can put the Matt Murdock head on that one too. Well, I would imagine the they both have this just the same body anyway, because all, right. all all you should have to do is repaint. Which that's a great Daredevil figure. Yeah, um, but I mean, Marvel Legends kind of blew their load at Toy Fair and just. It yeah, was they, insane how much they announced. How, yeah, they announced so many different ways and so many different characters that I think we all were nervous about what they were going to announce right. uh, huh. uh, here. Because holy shit, there's already so much money that we're going to spend because they already announced. So I'm glad it was kind of pared down. And yeah, uh, how how, how much are we going to have to deal with? Because it's funny for a while there there really wasn't much happening at all, and it kind of looked like the line was going to die. And now it's it is in full swing. Yep. Josh, are you still doing Marvel Legends at all? What are you? Uh, what's your status on those? Well, I tell you, they've gotten so expensive, and I've yeah. actually kind of switched over to my three and three quarter because they've been doing a great job on a lot of those molds, and I'm just like, hey, I'll, I'll buy the, the cheaper ones, and they have almost as much articulation as the six inch ones. So yeah. I've kind of actually switched over to the lower line for some weird reason. And you and you've got a death's head. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> that, there are actually a number of the smaller scale ones. That's that's actually part of Toy Fair and Comic-Con every year is looking and trying to figure out, is this universe or infinity or legends? Right. W- which scale is this figure? Because every year there's one figure that I'll get really, really excited about, and then it turns out it's the smaller scale. Yeah. I don't know. I just, they've been doing such a wide variety of the smaller scale figures. Like, they, so many different things. Like, yeah, I like the weird stuff. Give me more of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's definitely, if, if it were practical, I, I would have switched, but I've just got too much of the big stuff. And all, and really, those are getting so expensive now that I'm, I'm really going to get picky after buying the Hulkbuster wave because I yeah. had to have that Hulkbuster. I'm I'm really gonna be picky from here on out. Especially. And that's and that's the thing. Like I can never complete my build a fix. I'm not one of the people that buys online. I'm more of an impulse buyer at the store, and right. I can never complete any of the build a fix. And it just pissed me off. I was like, forget, it. I don't need this. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, then so- the last big, well, the last big Marvel Legends news though, July what twenty eighth. The fight begins for the Doctor Strange set. So. Oh gosh, uh, yeah, all of uh, all of Hasbro's Comic Con exclusives will go up on HasbroToyShop.com sometime on July 28th. We yeah. do not know when. I'm sure yeah. if we did a little research, we could find out when past year's stuff has gone on sale. I want to say around 11 in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, but I can tell you, even if you're lucky enough to be there, I have I have been waiting on the site twice. One year, I managed to get, I think, three things, but I could only buy one of each thing. It was the year I got Zorana, uh, and I did not get the uh, uh, Cold Slither Zorana. And I didn't, two of the things I put in my cart, I didn't get. And then the year after that, I don't remember what I was trying to get. I got nothing. Everything was gone. Everything I wanted was gone. And I'm, I'm talking, I was sitting there refreshing the page. And as soon as everything went on sale, I started putting stuff in my cart and I got nothing. So got, you know, anybody listening, go for it, try, but don't expect shit because we give Maddie hell, but Hasbro is worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, and speaking of which, did you hear what happened at preview night at the Hasbro booth? Yeah, it, it was, it was basically a riot. What? 
trying yeah. to get that first Storm order stormtrooper. Oh. It was unorganized. There's at least a couple of people got hurt. Somebody's body got, got stolen. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. It was grabbed right out of his hand. Because I, I heard they had security there, but security was just keeping people away from the booth, and they weren't doing anything to manage the crowds trying to get into the booth. Oh, that sucks. And see, I've always wondered how we don't hear more of that kind of thing, because uh, honestly, you know, I've never been to Comic-Con. I don't have, none of you guys have been, have you? Um, been. I went before it got all big. Bo, you've been? I went probably like 15, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Okay. And having grown up at Dragon Con, I very swiftly realized that it was not for me. Um, but you I know didn't... a lot of industry people who like going because the industry parties are, are amazing. Right. But as far as like a fan experience, uh, Comic-Con isn't great unless, I mean, unless you really care about seeing a movie trailer 15 yeah. minutes before it's on the internet. Uh, right, it, right. You know, then there's no, it's, it's not, it's not as fun as, as Dragon Con. Well, and it's Dragon Con, I've seen the, the insanity of, uh, people trying to line up just to get into a panel and how unorganized it is and how, uh, some of the, um, uh, confusion on where the line starts versus you know where where you're supposed to be standing. I can only imagine that it's similar. Well, and the well, thing it's different, it's different. It's different at San Diego because San Diego is at a convention center, so it's got big, giant, long, wide hallways that are designed to accommodate that many people. Whereas you know, Dragon Con's in a hotel. It's not designed for that level of that that many people. Well, and also um, at Comic Con, they let you just camp out in the room. Yeah, they don't clear the room after every panel. So, you know, you may stand in line for five, six, eight, twelve hours, and if you know, depending on how things go, you may not get in anyway. Yeah. But uh, but it, it, my my point was, I can't even imagine how they manage these exclusives at Comic Con. It, it's it's just got to be a wreck because I've heard from you know we've got a friend who goes out there every year. And uh, has been super sweet about bringing us stuff every year, except for this year where none of us wanted <laughs> anything. Uh, That's not true. I got an Aquabat shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this, the Comic-Con exclusive Aquabat shirt? Yep. What are you nice. talking? There's all that amazing master stuff that none of us are getting. Oh, uh, yeah. And then that's the thing is you would like literally my wife would not have stood in line to get that stuff for me if she was out there. I mean, how good of friends do you have to be with somebody for them to basically use their day to right. stand in line to get you toys? Yeah. The one thing about Maddie is that they were super easy uh, where you could get you could basically buy everything online like a couple weeks ahead of time. And that uh, at the time of the show, you just show up and say, all right, here's my receipt. Okay, here's your stuff. Already packaged, ready to go. See you later. Right. And, 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 and done deal. And done deal. Like super easy. And that's why we were always able to get stuff from Maddie. It's these other ones like the Hasbro, like you're talking about with the Riot. That Yeah, I don't care how good of a friend you are. It's, it's hard to talk someone into braving that. Uh, for toys that they're they're not going to keep. Yeah, there. I mean, I can't think of anybody I know well enough. I I wouldn't even be comfortable asking you guys if I knew we were going to be out there to to go to a line that you weren't already planning on going to. I mean, that's just that, that's such a burden. So, but but anyway, let's move on and talk about more toys uh, that we can possibly buy someday. Uh, Transformers, Josh, what's going on with Transformers at Comic Con? Well, uh, Transformers, unfortunately, is in the position of 
having most of the reveals come out at the big tr- official Transformers convention about three weeks ago. So all of their big stuff was revealed there, like all the new combiners. They're going all in on the combiners. They're doing new combiners. They're doing um, the Combaticons, which is uh, the military vehicle combiner. They're doing uh, a whole bunch of ones that combine with Optimus Prime now of a, of a bunch of old G1 figures combining with Optimus Prime. But that all came out uh, several weeks ago at the uh, BotCon. And so this time around, it was mostly about them announcing their big new video game, G1 video game, and their new exclusive online adult-oriented cartoon series for uh, the Combiner Wars. But uh, they did announce some new kind of collector-oriented box sets that are coming out. Of course, they've got their uh, fan-built combiner, which is when they had everybody go online and vote on what kind of combiner they wanted, and that is called Victorian. And it is an all-female group of Autobots that combine into a giant kind of monstrosity of red and teal. Um, Whoa, what? (laughs) Yeah, it is... The, the the one thing that I've always had trouble with with the combiners is that, of course, each of the individual figures have their own color, color schemes, right. and so it kind of ends up being kind of a mishmash at times. So this time they said, oh, well, we're going to do that, and they're going to have a unified color scheme. So they're all bright red and teal, and I will give them this. Like when they combine, they it looks like a pretty good combiner, like the way the color scheme works, but individually, like it is a hard mess <laughs> of of just like – like a, a base red body with then vomits of teal on top of it. Uh, <sighs> yeah, it's it does not look all that great. Um, when you put it together into the combiner bot, which I guess is what they figure most people are going to do anyway, just keep it in the combiner mode, mm-hmm. then it kind of comes together, but it is um, not exactly what I was expecting as far as... Uh, is that so? Yeah, so that, that that was their big reveal. Is the reveal of the fan built bot. Um, they also announced some other exclusive sets where they're going to be recoloring all of the releases in the Generation Two colors. Which, if you're not oh, familiar, really, yeah, if you're not familiar with Generation Two, at the end of Transformers Heyday, they started re-releasing all of the old Transformers figures, but in like bright bright day glow type of color schemes. Yeah. And so they're releasing Generation 2 colored box sets of Superion and Minasaur. And the Minasaur one is a big deal because Minasaur actually was never released as a G2 figure. They did prototypes and they never released it. But they got the prototypes and they colored it like the prototype was. And now they're they're bringing it out as the, the current set. So that is uh See, that's big... cool. I, I, I dig that kind of stuff when they do those little fan service nods. Like I, I always appreciate the obscure paint deco because that's the sort of thing where your your hardcore fans are going to appreciate it they're going to buy it but you know newer collectors it's not like they're going to look at it and go what is this junk i don't want it it's just a different paint design for newer collectors like i I like it when they can get away with stuff like that yeah so that that was that was their big announcement so nothing really new um the only other thing is they, they announced a, a new slew of old Generation 1 re-releases. Uh, the biggest one being uh, Trypticon, which is the Decepticon base that was the opposite of their um, Metroplex. And it's like a, it actually has mechanized where it's a, it's a big giant walking dinosaur and it actually will walk on mechanisms. And so that that's their big announcement there. They're re-releasing that, which how, is kind of... How a, much does that run in, as far as cost-wise? I'm not very familiar with the Transformers, but just on 
on an average cost? You know, what, what are the what's the average cost of a uh, single on figure? On these on these re-releases, like so that one, which is a big giant figure. I mean, I imagine that one's going to run anywhere from the hundred and fifty to two hundred dollar range because um, it'll be all full of die cast. Uh, Suddenly, I don't feel so bad about my twenty five dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, all of those Generation 1 re-releases, because they use die-cast in them still, like, they all run a little bit at a higher price point because, you know, you're, you're paying for the, the metal these days. They're also doing a re-release of Perceptor, which was the awesome Transformer oh, nice. that, that turned into a microscope. Yeah. Uh, but it is actually a working microscope, and it will come with some slides. Uh, so, cool. yeah, it is, it's got little... Autobot and Decepticon things on it. I don't know exactly what's, I mean, they have picture slides. I'm guessing like the real, actually microscopy things, but I can't really tell from the pictures here. That's so, cool because yeah. the original one didn't have uh, anything. It was just kind of like, well, stick something under there. And Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that's, that's what they're coming out with. Pretty much playing on nostalgia this year. Nothing wrong with that. We're all, uh, we're all in our late thirties, and I think nostalgia is a big factor in where we spend our money. So, oh, and I guess they did announce that they are doing the masterpiece Starscream is going to get a release in Toys R Us. Had they wait? Had that one never hit Toys R Us? Um, they had. There was a, a revised model of Starscream that has not been released over here yet. They released it as I think like Thundercracker. The new mold, and this is the first time releasing the new mold of Starscream because the old Toys R Us Starscream was the old mold. And now it's again. Oh, new okay. Because that must be the one I have. Because yeah. I've got a few masterpiece Transformers that I before I realized they were it was going to be an ongoing line that would suck away a lot of money. I <laughs> I, I picked up a few of them, and that Starscream is yeah. one of the ones I've got. Because what they did is they kind of relaunched the line and they started to make them all in scale with each other, rather than just have them right randomly. So right. now all the new ones are kind of in scale as far as what they were like on the cartoon. Okay, cool, cool. Well, awesome. Thank you, Josh. I'm glad you're you're up on Transformers, even if there wasn't a whole lot of it. I will say I'm super excited about the G1 game, and. uh curious about this adult oriented combiner wars that seems like an odd concept but hey michael bay has been doing it for years now (laughs) uh let's move on to dc collectibles who had uh, a fairly strong presence like they always or at least the last few years they've they've been impressive and uh they had some pretty cool stuff on display this year at comic-con I don't know that anything was a huge surprise, but we did get some enhancements to some of the lines that we've been following. Uh, let's start with the Arkham Knight stuff, since, uh, Bo, I, you, I'm sure, haven't been playing Arkham Knight at all. Josh, have you been playing? I, I no. got the one on the Wii uh, like oh, a year you? ago, oh. and, I'm, and I'm waiting to play it after Dragon Con when I have free time. Right, yeah. yeah that's, that's my problem. Never... I'm still stuck in Arkham that. Asylum. Well, um, Jay and Ryan and I have all been playing arkham knight uh up up until recently i was playing it way too much and now i'm just on the mind missions that are horrible and suck and make me want to throw my playstation out the window uh but there are some new arkham knight figures on the way of course minor spoilers ahead if you haven't played the game but i think we're all delighted to see a certain serial killer uh yeah that's a spoiler for me from the game um the but you know already right yeah, I found out. I think Ryan, I think you told me because I I was fine with uh, you telling me what it was. But yeah. so yeah, I haven't finished that mission, but now now I know it's uh, who the reveal is, and it's it's definitely worth it. It seems pretty cool. 
And we're talking, of course, about uh, somebody that Ryan uh, cosplayed as a few years ago at Dragon Con, and that would be... Us, Mr. Professor Pig. He's one of my favorites. Mr. Professor, is that an official title? <laughs> yeah, you know. I like a, that. He's Creepy Pig Man. And what I'm really happy about is the changes are just enough that I can adapt my costume to the Arkham Knight version, which I plan on doing. Nice. Except yeah. I'm going to have to wear yellow Crocs around Dragon Con, which is going to be unpleasant. <laughs> and I, I, they're going to smell like hell by the end of Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, let me know when you're doing that, and I'll wear my Hugo Strange. And uh, for the listeners, if you can spot me, uh, I'll buy you a beer. Because I, I might not I'm be in my mask, I'm going to give you a beer obviously. out of my backpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah pr- the, I'm sure the professor will give you a beer, uh, potentially laced with who knows what. Uh, so Professor Pig is coming. Uh, also Man Bat, the most horrifying and honestly visually upsetting rendition of Man Bat I've ever seen. Yeah, it's definitely a gruesome uh, take on the character, and I think it looks awesome because it definitely fits in the style of the uh, the Arkham games. Well, he's almost like the fly, like from the movie, the the Jeff Goldblum one. Like it's almost that kind of grotesqueness. Yes, yeah, so definitely a lot more skin than like the hairy version that you've seen in the animated uh, yeah. series. Yeah, the the animated Man Bat's almost a little cute. But this one is not. Nobody's hugging this guy. <laughs> uh, and then Asriel, which at first I was like, eh, Asriel, really? I've already gotten Asriel. And I like Asriel in the Arkhamverse, but I was just like, I don't need another one. But this You've been one, collecting the, this line, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got – I am almost a completist on this line. There are probably four or five figures that I passed on. But yeah, I think I've got like three, uh, three of the DC Universe Classics versions where they did versions of the Arkham, uh, right, right. Batman, Catwoman, and I think Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They did slide those in at the end of the line. Yeah, I, I've been getting the DC Collectibles Arkham <laughs> stuff just because I loved the first game so much. Uh, these are, you know, very much like the DC Animated Universe, these are kind of incorporating some of the best, most recognizable elements of DC characters, uh, Batman-specific DC characters. And I just, I, I love them. I love the designs. I'm fascinated by the design of this game. They've, they've got an art book coming out soon that, that I'm really excited about. But, yeah, I've been buying them, and, and I love them. But this Asriel, uh, it's worth the upgrade because the new style, these figures are all super articulated now. DC Collectibles has made a big move towards putting a lot more articulation in their figures over the last year. And so the last Asriel has your standard, like, probably 12 points of articulation, and, and he can't really do much beyond, like, just standing there or kind of looking like he's walking. And this one is going to have the new double knee joints and ankle joints and everything else. So that's your upgrade. And the design is a little bit different for the Arkham Knight versus the Arkham City version. One thing I really do like about these is a lot of times that game is so dark, it's hard to tell the details on the costumes and what they really are, especially on Azrael. So when you see the promotion pictures, you can really see what his costume is, Yeah, which I think is neat to see. Yeah, looking at even the Batman. I mean, the the guy that is constantly in view on the game, uh, having the figure actually sitting right here next to me right now, there's so much detail in this bat suit that you just don't, really pick up in the game just because you're you're playing there's action and and with somebody like professor pig you're trying to whoop his ass you're not trying to examine him so you you get all of this detail and it's cool and they they also uh we already knew about these but they had them on display catwoman robin and nightwing 
uh, all coming out, I think, in January. And this Catwoman, again, we've already got figures of all three of these, but the Arkham Knight designs are significantly different and, in my opinion, improved, and they're going to be super articulated figures. So, again, to me, worth the upgrade. And, uh, you know, depending on the design differences, I'll eBay the old ones. But are, are any now that they've changed the style a little bit? Are you guys tempted by these at all? Or are you still kind of just like I'll spend my money elsewhere? I, I, I'm tempted, but I I'm so far past it that I, I just can't start the a new line at this point. Right, so right. I, I I can I look at them and I like them, and it's one of the, it's kind of like Masters of the Universe, where uh, at the same time I'm equally uh, regretting the fact that I never started the line, but also happy that I didn't start the line because of, uh, how many awesome characters they have. Yeah. And well, and that's what, that's what I was thinking with Knight is, is since they have changed the style of the figures so much and it's a new game, it's almost like a jumping on point, but, but yeah, there, there isn't there enough already. Oh, and a commissioner Gordon, they should commissioner Gordon as well. Uh, and, and he looks great. He's commissioner Gordon. But I think we can all agree that Masters of the Universe Classics is the greatest toy line ever. Uh, Yeah, I I will say it's the greatest toy line ever that I don't collect. Bo, you just sit there and be quiet till it's your turn to talk. (laughs) You still got a fifteen more minutes. No, Bo Bo is absolutely Bo. Bo is correct. Although, if not for one design decision in the next line, we're going to talk about. I would have to disagree. Uh, and the next line is the Batman animated line from DC Collectibles. And if it wasn't for the hip joints being so butt-ass fucking ugly on those figures, it would be my favorite line. Now, they've had some quality, significant quality control problems that they need to get under control as soon as possible because I'm really on the fence on this one. If they don't you made me extremely gun shy. I haven't actually bought any of these even though I planned on it because of your reviews. Um, See, I've been very lucky. I, I I've got I think all of them and I haven't had a single issue yet, but did you out get of man the bat? people that I know I haven't opened I haven't opened man bat don't, yet. Don't no. because his arms will fall off. Yeah, he's still in the box and uh I will open him soon, but uh, you know, I, I would say fifty to seventy-five percent of the people I know collecting this line uh, has had at least one QAQC issue with toys falling apart and, and arms sig- breaking. Yes, yeah, significant ones. Not not like yeah, like right out of the box, something breaking. Right now, did you hear their announcement that they are going to redo and re-release a lot of the early characters already? No, I didn't. Yeah, during the presentation, they specifically mentioned Ivy and uh, I can't remember who else, but they said they're looking into redoing them already. Well, now Ivy's not out yet. She's one that they delayed. When okay, they, I haven't gotten her to, yet. to their credit, uh, when when the the reports of the quality control issues started coming in, they reshuffled the line. They reexamined some of the figures to make sure they they stood up to their standards. But if their standards allow Man Bat's arms to just fall the fuck off, then That's I'm not so sure about their standards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm still very excited about the line. I feel like they will get their shit together. And they had some amazing reveals at Comic Con. We saw uh, Etrigan and Clarion in a two pack. Uh-huh. Etrigan looks so great. Massive. He's huge. See, oh, that's, that's killing me. Once they move over to JLU, uh, I'm right, gone. Right. I'm gone because I just can't resist this. I feel like they're planting the seed with the characters they're doing. They're oh, definitely sure. 
getting way far away from just your standard core Batman stuff. So. Well, and that's and that's see, I feel like specifically because the, they showed Etrigan and Clarion and Zatanna, and granted, yes, they were on Batman the animated series, but they are very much considered part of the bigger DCU, uh, and Zatanna was the very first non-Batman mythos character to show up on Batman the Animated Series. So it's almost like they made a choice here, like, here's our gateway figure. We're, yeah, I think we're they kind of wrote, wrote her dad in as uh, someone that trained Batman back you know, when he was younger or something. Yeah, but yeah. It's, historically, she's definitely not been like one of, her, one of the main Bat characters. And then uh, a beautiful Rachel Ghoul, with, complete yeah, yeah. with the cloak and the cowl, and and, and man, I mean, the, and Gordon again. I thought Commissioner Gordon looked awesome with the coat. I'm so happy he's got the coat because for, uh, for some reason, when they do figures of Gordon, they like to not put a coat on him. So I'm very happy that he's got his coat. Uh, so yeah, they look great. I mean, these figures look fantastic. I hate their hip joints. Uh, I will never like that swivel hinge hip, but they just aesthetically, other than that, they're, they're perfect. They're amazing. And design wise, the, the fact that they stand up is incredible. Most of them, actually, everyone I've got except for Creeper can stand up just fine without the stand, despite having their tiny little ankles and, and everything. Uh, they're, they're, it's, it's, you know, it, it's a great line that they, you know, they get it under control and we're, we're going to be happy for years to come. And, and like you said, Josh, they're, they're going to open it up to the JLU stuff. Yeah. That's when I'll go broke. <laughs> I would say too, in that showcase they had that Batmobile sitting there and it is a thing of beauty. Oh yeah, with the lights and the interior lights. Yeah. October can't come soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. Be here before you know it. And uh finally a couple more items in DC collectibles. Uh the designer series is continuing on, which I'm very happy about. I love yes. that because that's one of the trademarks of DC Direct is their adaptations of specific artist style. And now they're actually launching under artist names and we're getting a Darwin Cook series, which oh, yes. had some interesting choices. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Darwin Cook. I've, I've got some original stuff done by him at uh, Dragon Con. And uh, yeah, I, I think his design, like his aesthetic is awesome. He's one of my favorite yeah. uh, characters. I, I've got favorite, all the uh, creators. Yeah, I've got all the new Frontier figures they did, so I have to get this series. It's just got to go with all those. What do you I guys just wish Harley had been yeah. in her old suit. Yeah, it's yeah. a little weird that she's in the new 52 look. I, I wish it was the classic look. But it's not, see... It's not terrible. Don't worry, it's the best I've seen of the new suit. And yeah. and I, uh, here, here's the thing about Harley. I get that people like her classic look, but... If you look at the character, I feel like she is, you know, if you're reading the current current Harley Quinn comic, which you should be because it's fantastic, uh, it totally makes sense that she changes what she wears. She doesn't just wear her, you know, one-piece leotard thing all the time. Like, I, I appreciate the new designs for her, but you're right. It does look a little odd in Darwin Cook's style, but I think that head, 
is the best Harley Quinn head. Absolutely, we've yeah, seen it's on the, a be- the best face by far uh, on, on on pretty much any figure I've seen. And I, I think know. that Supergirl is the cutest action figure ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I think the Darwin Cook aesthetic kind of helps me get over some of this New 52 stuff more because the Adam Strain is the same. They're using the Adam, the New 52 version of the costume rather than the classic. Okay, but, I thought he looked weird. Yeah, but with the Darwin Cook aesthetic, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm someone well enough for me to buy it. So Right, right. So, yeah, those all look great. Um, we're getting more Greg Capullo stuff. Uh, they're doing Lee. Okay, I'm going to mangle this poor guy's last <laughs> name. Lee Bermejo? Yes. Uh, who has a, a very unique and visually interesting style. And, and normally when I say visually interesting, I'm using it in a disparaging way. That is not the case here. Uh, his Apparently his designs were sort of referenced for Ben Affleck's Batsuit a mm-hmm. bit. And you can tell that looking at this figure. He's got they, – they just are cool-looking figures. They make great action figures, actually, his designs do. They've yeah. got Batman, uh, Green Lantern, Lex Luthor, and Superman. And while maybe I don't want Superman's suit to be quite so wrinkly, uh, they they look really cool. And they are his style brought to life. Mm. I think it's very cool. Yeah, I love his Superman. I've always liked – he does a very powerful Superman, which I like. And he's got that kind of semi-real-world aesthetic, which is why everything's all wrinkly and uh, stuff like that. But uh, it works for me. Yeah, they, I mean, they look great. I, I love fig- figures with lots of textures on them. And these – these definitely bring that, and I, I really love his Batman design. Uh, and then finally, the DC Icons line, which isn't out yet, but if if I could sell all of my DC Universe classics in one shot and start collecting this line, I would do it. Because they're doing some amazing things, and they're bringing them in at what I find to be a very reasonable retail price, uh, and they showed Joker, Firestorm, and John Stewart, uh, the Mosaic John Stewart, uh, for the first time. And as far as the Mosaic John Stewart goes, they win right out of the box just because his he doesn't have two left legs from the knee down, <laughs> which my Mattel Mosaic John Stewart does. So uh, that's a win right there. But the Joker that they showed, I mean, it's a very it's it's from Death and Death and the Family. Uh, looks fantastic. It's one of the best looking figures from the show, except for his ugly abdominal joint. No, it's funny. I, I actually did. I sold off uh, a lot of all of my uh, DC classics in anticipation of replacing things with this, which is kind of biting me in the ass now based on some other stuff coming up later in the show. But right. uh, <laughs> damn it. But <laughs> I'll, I'll be happy to replace them with these, though. I'll be okay with that. Yeah, I mean these these figures look fantastic. They're all, you know, much like the DC Universe classics. They're unified style. They have one person designing all of them. They have uh uniform articulation and they are pulling kind of the best designs from all eras of DC, which I like very much. The going back to the Harley Quinn discussion, the first Harley they're putting out is the classic Harley. You guys still there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're no, all concerned great. about Mr. Bo Brown yeah. being dropped from the call. Bo, are you back? I didn't get dropped. I dropped out to try to get a better connection. Do oh, I sound okay. better? Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, yeah you have a better connection. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, Excellent work, sir. Well, I'll just go back to doing nothing. Don't mind me. <laughs> 
Don't worry, your your stuff's coming up soon. Yeah, we're we are. I'll check uh, out soon enough. I've got some uh, uh, Marvel uh, Contest of Champions play while you talk <laughs> about Masters of the Universe. Yeah, we're we're uh, right around the corner. So that's that's yeah. about it for DC collectibles. Anything else you well, guys noticed? I will say they announced so the kind of down the line uh, animated series stuff they announced. They announced a Clayface that's oh, going to have multiple yeah, yeah. arms and heads. And then New Adventures, they announced Firefly, which would be good. Firesuit Batman, which I think is hilarious because they're going to start doing – I guess they're going to start doing those weird variants that started coming out. Which I'm fine with. I won't buy yeah. them all, but I love that they're doing that. Yeah, you know like Ice Batman and right. all those ones they did are coming. And then they announced New Adventures Harley. And so the question is what is that going to be? Um, they didn't hint. There's a couple of different things it could be. It could be her in the nightgown. It could be her – dressed as you know actual harley does the doctor um or, I can't think of, or when she was trying to reform and had the roller skates uh-huh there there yeah we don't know yet exactly or it could be like you first said does she just have a slightly bluer face right yeah or she have a blue face so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that um and then who? What else did they announced? Oh, in the Arkham Knight, they're going to do a Batgirl and Oracle two pack, which is going to be great. I bet. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I mistakenly thought that it was the first Oracle figure that they were doing, but they have they did Oracle uh, in one of the other. They did a box set of some sort. Oh, Birds of Prey box set a few years ago that I totally forgot about. So <laughs> Oracle has happened before, but this will be an Arkham Knight awesome Oracle. So. Definitely better. Um, they announced, you know, some Flash and Arrow TV series stuff that it looks good, and my kids actually have some of them because they're big Arrow and Flash fans. But how do they hold up? They're not kid friendly. <laughs> they've already, I mean, they get them. They've already, they've broken Arrow. They've broken <laughs> uh, Deathstroke. But there may be a saw a, a result or a way we can solve that problem that'll come <laughs> <Right>. up later. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> Uh, we've just got a couple more companies to talk about before we get to the big boy. Uh, I definitely want to mention some of the stuff that NACA had. Uh, not, not a big presence, but they had some cool Terminator stuff. The Ultimate Sarah Connor looks amazing. So what's the deal with the, uh, the Ultimate ones? Are they, they come in with like multiple heads so that you can have like three or four versions of the same? Yes. Or with uh, the same body? It looks like NACA is, you know, before, they would literally do three or four different figures to capture different looks of the same character. Now they're kind of moving towards just making a deluxe figure. With inter- uh, this Ultimate Sarah Connor comes with three different heads. Is uh, it a little more money? Uh, uh, they they've been coming in about twenty five bucks, which I, I think is more than fair because their typical figure is about seventeen ninety nine. So for seven bucks more to not have to buy three different versions of a figure. Yeah, it was like the the Predator stuff with Arnold Schwarzenegger when he uh, came out. They, were, right. they, they came out with like five different versions of the same figure. Yeah, when they could have, you know, granted, you probably couldn't have made the mud-covered one too easily. Right, but, but it, like the, the one with him chomping a cigar. Uh, yeah, you, you could have figured out a way to combine those, and that's what they seem to be doing now. Uh, they've got an Ultimate T-1000 coming out that has a few different heads, uh, gunshot wounds, the, the, uh, the hook arms, and then uh, Genesis... Which, by the way, Terminator Genesis, if if you haven't seen it yet, uh, don't. Uh, but the Genesis T-1000, <laughs> which is the guy that played Storm Shadow in the G.I. Joe movies, who I like that guy quite a bit. 
uh, the T-1000 figure comes with an entire upper torso and head that switches out so you can have the gunshot wounds and stuff. Uh, so NECA is, is continually figuring out ways to do bigger and better figures for, for a good value. Cause we do have to look at the fact the average price of a NECA figure is, is around 18 to 20 bucks and, uh, you know, 20 to 25 for your competitor figures that are not nearly as well sculpted or detailed or anything. So we, we've got to give it to NECA for giving us a good value. I really like they're continuing with their video game characters too. I don't buy yeah. any of them, but I really think they're funny. Like the bright green leather face that's coming out. And- yeah, yeah, they're completely insane and they're brilliant for NECA because it's, it's a new way. You know, it's, it's a cool, all of the decos on these look great. They're really cool. They're really weird. If you're a fan of odd toys, these are for you. And they're just taking an existing figure and doing it in different colors, which is the smartest thing you can do in the toy business. But they're doing it in such a way that it's very appealing. Yeah, and they also were able to sneak in that uh, uh, 1989 Batman. Right. They did it in the weird paint style, <laughs> but then did a, a regular one as an accessory to the movie. So they were able to sneak, you know, sneak it in uh, that way. And I'm shocked we didn't see a Joker at Comic Con. Well, but you know, I don't. He's. I guess he is in that video game. Yeah. Yeah. It's he been absolutely so long. is. Yeah. I, the, I I wonder if the issue might be Jack Nicholson. Oh, that's right. He is notorious for. Not giving his likeness. Uh, right. So that, that might be a problem. Um, the gremlins, they showed a bat gremlin that looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, I've got the spider gremlin and it's, it's an incredible monster toy. Uh, it, it is, if you're a fan of monster toys, the spider gremlin is a must have and the bat gremlin looks just as good. And what's so great about it is it looks like the wings are actually flexible rather than rigid plastic. Uh, so you'll have some posing options for that guy. Uh, Pacific Rim, the Mutivore is coming out, and since nobody on the planet should be expected to know which of the kaiju or which, the Mutivore, <laughs> the, the Mutivore is the one that attacked Sydney, Australia, and knocked the wall down, showing everybody that the wall was a dumb idea, and uh, and also the one that Charlie Day got the brains from, so he was able to drift uh, with the kaiju. Yeah, you know Nega's pumped that they announced Pacific yeah. Rim 2 goes into production oh, totally. like next month or whenever. Oh, I'll, I mean, it shows how big a fan base there is for that movie, just the fact that that line is still going on. I never would have imagined we'd get this well, far with what, it. Well, what's killing me is they are releasing new versions of characters I've already got with just enough effect parts that I really, really want them. Oh, I, I know. I, I, I want that Battle at the Docks uh, Gypsy Danger with the ro- rocket punch action going on. The the one with the chest blast yeah, is the, the one that I'm like, I know. See, I've already got both of them, but I want those effects, so I'll end up buying them. And they're doing an ultimate striker Eureka with all yeah. the um, uh, the extra parts, the rockets and everything. Yeah. Uh, it looks fantastic. Uh, they're, they, and they've been really smart with that line, and uh, you know it's still going, which is incredible. Uh, possibly the weird... Oh, wait. First, I want, uh, Aliens... Uh, they're doing a Red Queen from, I think, Rogue. It's It was one of the comic book series. I won't buy it because I'm not paying 100 bucks for a variant paint <laughs> queen. But it looks great. Uh, and then they're doing stuff from Aliens Isolation, which is awesome. Uh, they're doing Ripley's Daughter and uh, regular version and then a spacesuit. And she looks great. And then finally, Naka wins weirdest announcement of the show with their 
eight inch Mego style retro cloth home alone action <laughs> figures. And it was like a big push. Did you notice that? Like they were sending out press yeah, releases yeah, yeah. and like they are proud as shit of these things. That is and, so weird. Like <laughs> is there a home alone like reboot coming or something that none of us know about? The only home alone figure anybody should want is the one that much to my regret I lost years ago. I had an electronic Kevin McAllister figure that I bought at Lionel Playworld on clearance and the batteries had run down. So it was when you press the little button on the back, it was supposed to go, ah, like he does. But instead it went, (laughs) don't touch me, Michael. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was, it was horrible. Horrifying, and I love that figure. That's the Home Alone figure everybody should want. So yeah, you can put it with the new Minion figures that say "fuck you" uh, yeah, from McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. Ryan, Ryan might remember this. I had a a, a oh fuck toy. that toy. Now I gotta hear it. Somebody gave me that. If you squeezed it, it said two things. One of them, one of them sounds a lot like "I don't want to murder you." <laughs> And if you squeeze it again, it would say, but I want you to die. <laughs> that thing was horrifying. Yeah, it's awesome. It so, uh, so yeah, Nika, uh, until you re- reissue uh, that old Home Alone toy with bad batteries, I don't care about your Home Alone stuff. <laughs> uh, moving on to Mezco. Not, oh, a, Mezco. not a ton there, but what they had was spectacular. Uh the, I, I, I'm in one, love with that 112 collective. I'm in love with it. Did you I'm, get the I'm Batman? I, I did not. I have. Oh, dude, Drake you have pre-ordered. to. See, I read your review and I was like, I, and I waited too long. So I'm, I'm just waiting to see if I can get one at a decent price now. But yeah, I want yeah. to pre-order the Judge Dredd. It, uh, it's, they're that, doing it for me. <laughs> that Dark Knight Returns Batman from uh, Mezco's 112 collective is the best action figure I've ever owned in my life. Hands down. Yeah, it looks amazing. I just yeah. could never pull the trigger on it. Yeah, and that's the articulation. Right. Is, you you don't because we're used to Migos in in this style of figure. You're used to Migos that don't have great articulation. This has better articulation than any Marvel Legends you've ever touched. Uh, everything is tight. Everything works well. The the fabric of the costume again. We're used to Migos where it's too thick and it doesn't ever look. It's neat. But it doesn't ever look quite right. This looks like a tiny little Batman. It it is incredible, worth every penny. If you have the money to spend, spend it. I I I can't say enough good things about this figure. And at Comic Con, they had a few new ones to show. They had and and these were in prototype costumes, so they didn't look quite as incredible as the final product will. But they had a flash. Uh, they had a Superman. They had a space, space ghost, ghost with, the, space ghost with awesome. the monkey. The, but, no, what the heck is space ghost monkey? It's uh, uh, blip. blip. It blip? Is. Okay, blip. blip. You're right. I was thinking Gleek, but that's the Wonder Twins. Yeah, I said um, Beppo, which is Superman. Yeah, so. Superman's <laughs> monkey. Uh, my gosh, Space Ghost. And we knew that they had the license for Space Ghost because if you remember back at Toy Fair, they actually put up a big page full of all of the licenses that they had the rights to do in the 112 style. But it was so much that it was kind of like, okay, I'll, I'm not going to remember any of this shit. But seeing a Space Ghost 
in like that there was incredible. And then finally, uh, Frankenstein's monster, which also looked just gorgeous. I didn't see that picture. That is a beautiful looking figure. It, it really is. And it's, it's in a nice, uh, black, it's not even quite black and white. It's almost sepia tone, but a little more gray. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, if you've been following these at all, you know, they do at least four variations of every figure that they do. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll get a color Frankenstein's monster and a black and white and who knows what else. Uh, we'll probably get space ghosts, the negative zone space ghost or whatever the heck he is. Uh, but they're just incredible. These are incredible figures. And, and mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend if they do a character that, that you have a particular fondness for, just put aside some money and pick it up. You will not be sorry. Yeah, I, I saw that they had a, a box set with a battle damage Dark Knight with the uh, mutant. With the mutant leader, yeah. Uh, I may just try to get that one if it's still readily available. It's yeah. not. I've it's been not. Try- yeah, I've been trying to get <sighs> it. I can't find it for a good price anywhere. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, see, Mezco put all their exclusives up on their website like two weeks before Comic-Con. Uh, so, and, and some lingered, but that one was, was gone. That's a shame. I just see, I'm just looking at, looking at pictures here and it shows that one of their Dark Knights were sold out, but it still had $150 on that box. I was like, ooh, is it still available? But I guess not. Ugh. Now, as someone that collects it, were you disappointed that it's a DC Universe Superman and not Dark Knight Returns? No, no, because I'm, with these, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to collect this line. Uh, I'm going to pick and choose. I, I am not even positive yet that I'm going to get a Judge Dredd. Uh, if I do, I'll get the Cursed Earth one with the, the uh, poncho. But I, I, I've i got to be really picky with these, man, because it is a lot of money. So I even if they'd done a Dark Knight Return Superman, I wouldn't have bought it because I'm, I'm just not a Superman guy. Yeah. Uh, but if they did an all-star Superman... Oh, I'd get that in a second. Yeah. Right. So it, it's just, it'll, it'll depend. But no, I think it was smart to do a regular Superman because more people are going to go after a regular Superman. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I'm a Superman guy, so I'll probably grab Superman. I'm definitely in for Space Ghost and then maybe Flash. I don't know. We'll see how the funds come out. <laughs> so right. all of them is what you're saying. <laughs> I know, right. I know. <laughs> and it's hard because once you get one, you're just like, fuck, I want more of these. They're, they're, they're just incredible. I've just, I've never been silly just to have one sitting there. You gotta have the second one. Well, that's my, if I didn't, that's my completest mentality. And if I didn't have a Batman shelf, I would be in trouble because I would want more of these to fill up a shelf. But fortunately, mine's just in the middle of my like random Batman shelf that don't fit in with other lines. So I'm good to go. See, I've just never been a, a cloth goods guy, but the the way they have this tailored on here, it just, it works for me. I just, yeah. Oh yeah. It, I mean, it, it looks incredible. Um, all right, well, we got to stop kissing Mezco's ass here. They're going to get big heads. Uh, let's move on to Diamond Select Toys, who, again, not a ton of stuff, but what they had was impressive. First of all, their Ghostbusters line, uh, which should have Maddie just shamefully hiding in a toilet somewhere, because not only are they producing gorgeous sculpts and likenesses, but they've already shown a wider character selection than Maddie ever did. Uh, we saw one of the one of Gozer's hounds. We saw Gozer. We saw Dana Barrett as Zool. Janine, in her thankfully the original movie look, and not her crazy ass Ghostbusters two look. Uh, Peck and Venkman. So right there, six figures. Uh, one of which Maddie did not do particularly well. Oh, actually, two of which Maddie did not do particularly well. 
uh, and then several that Maddie didn't do at all. And they showed the diorama, the, the rooftop diorama that you'll have once you collect all 12 figures. And it's massive and it's awesome. And it's, the, of course, the gateway. Uh, what do you guys think about this line? I'm glad I, I didn't buy I think Maddie's. It amazing. <laughs> I still have Maddie's in the box. Like, uh, I think sell them fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I still have the um, Marshmallow Man uh, in its box that I never opened just because uh, I haven't had room for it. Do you have the urine colored variant? Uh, I, I don't think that was a variant. I think yeah. that was the main one. I, I will once I open it because it's, it's been long enough that it's going to be nice uh, and mustard yellow by the time I open it. Um, so I, 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 I think they're amazing. I think they look way better, but I, I don't know that I'm going to um, start over and pick them up. And that's understandable. I mean, I want you know once you've got something, it's kind of hard to say, oh gosh, here, here's another one. Got to start again, uh, but. But my gosh, I mean, they're they're just beautiful. It it a lot of it will depend on. I went ahead and ordered uh, Ray and Winston when they were offered in previews. So you know, once I get those and open them up and really get a good look at them, will be when I decide what I'm going to do. But right now, I'm feeling like uh, that's probably going to be a lot on eBay for me. Those old Maddie ones. Yeah, I have a feeling you're not going to be the only one, too. So I have a Yeah, feeling. I'm not going to get much for them. Yeah, it's going to be a glut <laughs> of baddie uh, Ghostbusters because everybody's going to be doing the same thing. Uh, in a weird turn, Diamond Select has the license for certain DC Comics television shows. Uh, DC Collectibles has Arrow and Flash and assume, uh, presumably uh, Legends of Tomorrow. But Diamond Select Toys has the license for Gotham and iZombie. And did I hear correctly, those are actually in scale with the DC collectible ones. See, I don't know. I would hope that they are. I'm pretty sure I read that they are. Diamond Select. they said, they'll fit in. They're not the larger that they usually and do. See, that's the thing is DST yeah. usually does a 7-inch scale. Yeah, um, that'd be weird to have it like at the 7-inch versus trying to fit in with the 6-inch scale. And, <laughs> yeah, and DC Collectibles actually does a slightly larger than 6-inch scale. I don't know what the heck their scale is, but they're, they're a little bigger. Uh, but yes, I would hope you can mix them. But the, their, I mean, their figures look fantastic. Diamond Select toys look good. They're, they're just period. That's You can count on that every single time. Uh, but the Live More from iZombie looks incredible. Yeah, it comes with nice like couple of different hands and her hot sauce and a different zombie head where a, she's raging out or whatever and a bowl of brains yep yeah those looks all of them look really good uh and then finally the last thing that diamond select is doing that, that i was excited about and irritated about at the same time i'm sure you guys have seen their migo uh not not even reproductions but their migo style box sets that will be Thor in two different costumes, and then also as Donald Blake, uh, or Captain America with his first appearance as modern, and and just Steve Rogers in like a military uniform. And so it's a box set that comes with a figure, and then like three heads and three costumes, and they're eighty freaking dollars, which is insane. <laughs> but they're doing Deadpool. And it comes with his X-Force costume, his regular costume, and something else that I didn't quite pick up. Because they didn't have it on display, it was just kind of like the box was there. So I, I haven't seen a picture yet where I can really make out details, but it's Deadpool. It's the first time they've done a, a post, 
1990 character in this way. And I'm really curious to see what all's in that set, but I'm not paying 80 bucks for it. Cause that's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking with that. And, you know, I, I would love to see one open to see, you know, maybe it is $80 worth of figure uh, because DST is another company that tends to give you a pretty good value for what you get. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's not something I'm going to buy sight unseen. But they know that Deadpool has the fan base. That they will sell out of them immediately. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, so that's about it for Diamond Select Toys. You, you had to navigate through about 8,000 different mini-mates to get to any of the good stuff. But, <laughs> you know, not begrudging mini-mates at all. I think it's a fun toy line, and I love the variety they're able to do with it, but just not my bag. I got into them briefly, and I, I think I have... Uh, I don't know, I don't know two or three shells worth of of them, but there were so many that I I, I just couldn't keep up and yeah started for a bit and then quit. But yes, I I, I like the diversity of them. But well, I love that they're able to nail like specific storylines, like they did a box set that was the X Men the Uncanny X Men Brood storyline. Like that's pretty specific, so that's yeah. neat that they do that. Uh, moving on, Mondo, who is a new entrant into the toy game, uh, mostly known for doing high-end collectible movie posters and special vinyl releases, are moving into toys. And the first thing that they showed was a line of six-scale Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that are the classic comic book appearance Ninja Turtles, and they look awesome, but they're 150 bucks. Whew. So, ouch! Not for me. No. <laughs> and the Casey Jones mask they made yeah. looks great. Replica Casey Jones mask. Uh, they're doing some Mousers as well. Like all the, everything that they showed looks really good, but way out of my price range. Yeah. Uh, and then they are broke. I was so sad. What's that? My Casey Jones mask I made years ago out of friendly plastic. It was like one of my first cosplay costumes. Oh, I went to go no. for that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live show I did, where I did like a little Ninja Turtles puppet show, yeah. and I and I picked it up, and it like the place where I picked it up with my hand, it just like crumbled. Oh no! Um, it was heartbreaking. Well, now you got to make a new one. I'm not out of the same stuff. That's for sure. Oh well, no. <laughs> but let it be. Let it be known. Friendly plastic is amazing. It's an amazing material, but it does not stand the test of time. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, Wando is redoing Mad Balls, which really? I would be very excited about, except for the fact that what Mondo does is high-end collectibles, and they're yeah. probably going to be like 40 bucks a piece or something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked like these are, you know, a few years ago, somebody else picked up, I can't remember who it was, it was Art Asylum that did them. Uh, but they reissued the original Mad Balls and did some new designs as well. And they were exactly like the old Mad Balls. They were totally affordable. I think they were five or six bucks a piece. Uh, and I've got the whole set and they're beautiful. These, uh, they're supposed to be in a little better material than the foam that the older ones were cast in. Uh, the sculpts look exactly the same. So they're they're really really nice, but they're probably going to be really really expen really really expensive. So it's great to see the license is still active, but this isn't something I'll probably pursue. Just their pens that they had at the show were ten bucks a piece for an enamel lapel pen. So that should give you an idea 
when the <laughs> yeah, tiny some, little enamel pin costs some more. indication of uh, <laughs> the cost you're going to be dealing with. Right, exactly. So cool, cool stuff coming from Mondo, but mostly just for those of you with uh, either deep pockets or extremely focused collecting habits. <laughs> which uh, I, I do not have either of those. Uh, and that brings us now... Oh, we're out of time. Thanks for playing. No, no, we've got the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of San Diego Comic-Con 2015, Mattel, which I honestly didn't expect. Uh, yes. Should we go ahead and let Bo blow his load? Well, before we do that, can we talk yeah, about? We can. Well, uh, let's a little foreplay. Let's work up to it. Okay. Okay. We'll yeah, start yeah. with. Uh, we'll can we start... talk about the shade they threw on Scott before? Oh, they... oh yeah. Any... Yeah, there was a couple a digs at different creators this weekend. Uh, Ryan, you and I talked about it a couple times, uh, but there was a couple like you know in in the announcements there was a couple shots. I thought the Star Wars video had a big shot at George Lucas. And then uh, 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 with this one with Maddie, they had a, uh, a shot at uh, Toy uh, Guru. You're right, what actually. Was it? Jay, I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, Jay. First, Jay, tell us about the Star Wars shot because until you just said it right now, I didn't consciously like as I was watching that behind the scenes reel, I was aware of it, but I I didn't take it that way until you said it just now but you're totally right what are you referring We're just to? really quick i mean it was a five minute video uh about the new star wars movie that every single person said hey this is awesome because it's all practical effects right. it's not that bs <laughs> cgi it's the you're real desert it. it's, it's going to look like you're really in the thing <laughs> right and you're like so as opposed <laughs> to the last three and you're you right know, they all well, pretty much said, hey, don't worry about that bullshit George Lucas cartoon <laughs> right. from the last three movies. This is going to be a real Star Wars movie, and I it's going to be awesome. I think that that's not so much like necessarily an attack on George Lucas as it is them trying to make the fans understand that, look, we heard you. Yeah. Like, we get it. Oh, yeah. We know, well, no, we know I, what I the problems were. The, the, uh, the, the prequel... Uh, with my oldest daughter, she finally we finally let her watch all three movies, and uh, the second one it literally looks like a person running around inside of a cartoon. It looks like Cool World. I mean, yeah. it's also, it's it just not hold up. Terrible. Pretty insane. But I think I, I I think that's more of trying to assuage the fans' fears than mm. necessarily hate like a, an attack on George Lucas. George, I mean, he he made the wrong choice, and he was like, I oh yeah, well I finally have all the tools. That I wish I had back then. I don't you know. think it's an overt attack, but I definitely, I mean, it, it certainly is like they're trying to get a point across and they're not too worried about shit talking what he did in the process. Right. Because there's well, no way around saying we're doing this better than what you remember from last time because they are. Well, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, that, and, and they know because that's what people complained about. Right. So, so they're I mean, trying to tell the fans, don't worry, we get it, we understand, we know we know what went wrong, and we're not going to make the same mistakes, rather than that, saying... That George you know. Lucas made. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. they were just shy of that. But anyway, all right, let's move know, on okay. Let's move on to... Uh, all right, so, so what did they well, say about Scott? Ryan, so, you want to say what they said about Scott? Maddie came out at the beginning of Maddie Palooza, and the very first slide just said transparency. And right. then when they the started talking, 
they said, first of all, there is no longer one person that will be running our site. We're going to have several people. We're going to be much more open. There's no more hiding behind vague answers. We're going to show you every figure we're going to put out before you sub because we should have been doing that before. Um, what else did they say? Something else. Um, uh, no, I remember the slide. Um, but the thing about that I was that kind of threw me off is I don't believe for a second that Scott was the one making the decision not to show all the figures. Agree, There's no way that was his decision. Because he was too excited to – like if it were up to yeah. him, he would have shown us everything through 2017 from the beginning. Yeah, but it's really shitty. They seem to kind of throw that on him. Um, but at the but same time – But they reveal, so. At, yeah, at the same time, they are delivering on the good, what they yeah. said. So, you know, I, I can't get too mad about it. Right. They directly address the digital river problem, like saying well, like we are dealing with it. But yeah, but they're not. They said we. They said they that we know it's a problem. Which right. They've been saying for years. Yeah, yeah, they've always known it's a problem, and they've always said we're looking into said, it. Oh so yeah, that, well we know it's a problem. How, how could you but, not know it's a problem? Uh, right. So I, that didn't really do much for me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Real quick. Uh, before Bo has his moment in the sun. We do have to mention one other big, massive surprise from Mattel. Yeah, get all the is, other Mattel stuff out of the way. Yeah, yeah that that's the return of six-inch scale DC figures. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's so great, I mean, they, they said, they were like, all right, well, these are going to be figures from other media and artist-specific figures. They'll have a build-a-figure, which is fine, and that's you know how they presented it in the presentation. But then they show them, and they've got the cow. God, Superman. that kills me. I, oh. And you better believe, you look at that figure, that is a four-horseman sculpt. Oh, you yeah. see it. Yeah, and absolutely. they didn't come out and say it, but they might as well have been like, yeah, DC Universe is back. <laughs> like, can I, can I tell you the thing I'm most excited about? Is that beautiful new Joker head on our classic suit body? <laughs> yes. Like you know, it's just been in the closet for a little while. They're like, shake it off and get it back out here. What the heck is that giant robot? That's the build a figure. So that was from I wasn't it remember. the the Joker Batman, and Batman? Is that Inc. Or is that like Batman Incorporated robot? Was, wasn't that the robot he was fighting Superman in when Superman was controlled by the Joker? Yes, it was made. Yeah. It's his oh, robot, his Justice robot to take down all the. Right. Supposedly, it can take down the whole Justice League. The it's one at the Justice, the one at the um, the in in games or whatever it yeah, was. In game, yeah. Oh, That's okay, fine. okay, okay. Thank you. I see. I just. I I stopped reading Batman because I didn't care for Zero Year. Yeah, and, and uh, once again. With this figure being an Endgame, which just ended, and Spider-Gwen too, all these arguments we heard for years about, right, right. oh, so much lead time, we could never come out with a figure immediately. It was all bullshit. Yeah. Or they just figured out something better. I don't know which one it was. But So this line incorporates everything. It's the comics, uh, it's the television shows, and they even had Dawn of Justice figures, which looked fantastic on display. But my question is, these... You know, we've already got our movie, some of us anyway, already have our Movie Masters figures. Are these new TV and movie figures going to be Movie Master scale, or are they going to be DC Universe Classic scale? They appear to be DC Classic scale. Which pisses me off. 
Well, I I like it on the one hand because, like I said before, my boys really like the TV shows, and they have a lot of DC Universe classics, and those DC direct ones break. But the thing is... And so they can get these now and play with them. But the realistic style isn't going to mesh with DC Universe classics anyway. You can't, you can't put... Uh, your your DC Universe classic Green Arrow next to Dawn of Justice Batman and have it be okay. It's almost like Mattel wants you to collect a new line. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, you can't you can't even you can't even put it next to Super Obama or Zero Year Batman and have it look right. okay because Zero Year Batman is very comic booky. I mean, it's he is essentially in Greg Capullo's comic book style, mm-hmm. which is very comic booky and not not even like the old classics. So this is an interesting move where before part of the compulsion to collect them all was the unified line and the fact that all the figures fit the same aesthetic. And now you have lots of different aesthetics within the same line. So it's going to be interesting to see how it does. And they were real tight-lipped about how much these are going to cost. Yeah, and see, that's my other concern is if I'm looking at – a Mattel Green Arrow and a DC Collectibles Green Arrow, and they're the same price. I am not buying that. You know, the if you'd never seen the DCC one, then sure, the Mattel one looks fine. But then you look yeah. at all the arrows stuck Especially together if it's in the same and, scale and looks a little right. bit odd. So if you're going to have two different figures that aren't going to be in the same, you know, choice between two figures that are both going to be not quite in the same style as right. the other. You're gonna go with the better better figure. Oh, and the uh, bow the bow on the Mattel one looks shitty. Yeah, that thing is a piece of junk. And speaking of bows, oh Segway. Alright. We are ready to dive into the Maddie Palooza panel uh that gave us, among many things, uh the a Masters rage- of the Universe <laughs> new figures for this year. And a raging erection. And and boners like the world has never seen before. <laughs> um I'm gonna go in date order. Uh, just with, just like in a release order, um, and go through the my notes. Um, so we're starting things off with the new stuff that we hadn't seen before. Uh, with regular Club Eternia, we've got Sarod, uh, who's the last of the film uh, Master of the Universe movie figures. The three of which uh, we've already gotten: Gildor, Blade, and Sarod. So Sarod's the last one of the three figures that were made as figures. Um, Mattel has the license to do the movie characters that they made as figures originally, but that didn't include things, anything else that they didn't make back in the day, like right. uh, God Skeletor or a you know a specific He-Man, uh, no, a Dolph Lundgren no, He-Man, no Lundgren or Langella or yeah, or no Langella Skeletor, no God Skeletor, um, no cops, yeah, no. Um, Chief, None of the whatever others. his name is. The school guards, yeah, Lubick, Lubick, Lubick no Lubick. Yeah. But they did say that they are working on more film things. Can you imagine they in, actively, if they if still they, are actively pursuing them? If 2017, they can do a movie sub. Yeah. That would be so they, cool. Well, they didn't say that, but but, me, but and, no, I'm saying, can you imagine? But let me ask you real quick, Sorod. I don't know why Sorod didn't do much for me. Well, he's he's a lot of bronze and green. And I think that I think that he kind of bleeds together. Um, he has a ton of a ton of new sculpting parts on. I mean, he's almost all new, right? Yeah, he's almost all new, but he just all kind of bleeds together, like color wise. And I think that's why he doesn't really pop. 
Um, he has very like subdued compared to other like bright Masters Universe that have like lots of different colors all over the place. Um, especially like something like Princess Power. Uh, he he doesn't really pop. I mean, he he looks cool and he's Sarad. I'm excited. He has a tail. Um, but uh, but that's but that's the mostly the my notes about him are that we we will they're continuing to look for other ways to get the movie figures. Um, because uh, what's that? The little, the little bat guy. Um, uh, the 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 other movie bad guy. They want to get him. So, um, all right. So then we've got Budsaw Hordak in September. Now, Budsaw Hordak is very contentious because a he looks exactly like Hordak, exactly like Hordak, who we already have like three other variants of that all basically look like Hordak. His so I'm right that he open. is like I wondered if he had ma- like maybe minor paint variations or like his color. As far was a as I can tell, he's exactly like your regular Hordak. That's what I thought. Is the yeah. cape not different on that one? Uh, I didn't notice a difference, but there there might be. I didn't I didn't dig deep. Um, his his chest does open, and there is the buzzsaw piece inside the chest that is removable, and he can hold it as well. Um, now, of course, it was brought up. Okay, so you made his chest open and it's empty on the inside. Where was that on Rio Blast? Where is that on Drag Store? And uh, the answer was that both of those figures were in development uh, and done prior to the changeover when Scott left. Uh, and that, God. that uh, well, I mean that's that, I mean I'm not, not, I'm not poor it Scott <laughs> just kicking it bl- down. I'm not blaming it on Scott. Well, you um, know what? They, they didn't either. They didn't either. They just said that because because the roadmap had been in development, so they had made the figures and they had developed them in such a way that. Well, the other thing too is that they could afford to put the they could afford the chest opening feature because there's nothing else new about Hordak. Everything else was the same. There is no way around the fact. And, and well, it's still shitty. I mean, like, and maybe it's just happenstance, but there's no way around the fact that since Scott left, almost everything that has happened has been pretty amazing. Well, and I we'll don't know if that's I, I'm an sort of judgment. It's we're still pretty soon out of the gate. Oh yeah, and we don't have Scott. the figures. And all, for all we know, the figures are going to be made entirely of rubber. And and a lot of and a lot of what we're still getting and still seeing is still what Scott put in place. Yeah, well, everything through but, the end of this year is certainly. Yeah, but Buzzsaw Hordak specifically, they the, they said during the walkthrough, uh, was that he was just done afterwards, and that they said, well, we have to make him different. And we only have enough money to make him this different, which is why he doesn't come with, like, a lot of people are like, oh, why doesn't he have the Filmation head? Because everybody wants the Filmation Hordak head. And then they said, well, now that we're doing another Filmation line, you're more, you're probably just going to see a, a film, a pure, pure Filmation Hordak. Which is what needs to happen, because a yeah. Filmation head is, does not a Filmation Hordak make. Correct. I have agree. I got, have they shown that head? Oh man, I saw a mock-up of it. I saw I've seen it. Now that I know, and it would—I um, mean, it would have to have a different sculpt. It's not just a different paint job. But right. we'll get—we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to paint jobs. Um, so then, in October, we've got Perfuma, who looks like what you'd expect from a Princess of Power figure. She looks, looks great. Like, she's the looks she's like the last. Potter. She's the, well, she's the last one. This is it. Perfuma is the last vintage POP figure for us to get. Once we've got Perfuma, we're done with the vintage POP figures. Um, we still might see some inflammation. 
you know, uh, but she comes with a big crazy flower gun and then the big flower on her head is removable and it's just sort of like it sockets under her head. But if you take it off, she has a normal hair job underneath. So there's no like pegs or, or, or holes or anything. It just sort of fits on top of her head. <laughs> Unfortunately, so Unfortunately, though, her color scheme is not removable. <laughs> well, no, it's not. But, but hey, it's Perfuma, and hey, it's P.O.P., and it's awesome, and we got her, and, and now we're done. We're done she with had all to happen. Food. She had to happen, yeah. Uh, then October, we've got a two-pack of Flying Fist T-Man and Ter- Terror Claw Skeletor. Um, I was a huge, huge fan of Terror Claw Skeletor when I was a kid. I just thought he was the coolest thing. Um, the original... Uh, Flying Fist He-Man, I never cared for because I was like, why does He-Man need a big bolo weapon? He's He-Man. He has a power sword and he punches like <laughs> mountains in half. He has a power sword and muscles. Yeah. Uh, so I never, I always thought it was kind of silly. Um, so as opposed to as the rest of the line. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. Hey now. This is my time, Ryan. <laughs> Down here, this is my time. Be serious for a second. We're talking about He-Man. <laughs> I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Flying Fist He-Man and Terra Claw. I like, I like this Flying Fist He-Man. I really like his torso armor, and he's got a... I don't know what exactly his head sculpt is supposed to be, but it's different, and I like that as well. Well, his... Originally, Flying Fists was vac metal. His armor was all vac metal, and so they're like the fans were really torn. Well, do we want vac metal? Do we do we not? And the choice was that when you do vac metal, um, you can't do the flexible the flexible armor, right? Because it chips. So they just you know it was basically a choice to say, hey, we want these figures to last if we do vac metal, and and we don't have very very many vac metal figures. We've got like um, Thunder Punch He Man, Thunder Punch He Man, and Hurricane Hordak have them, but. But, like, you know, Hurricane Hordak has that weird armor that has the clips on the outside. Yeah. You can't do any, like, flush sort of uh, attachments on the armor, so right. that's why and, they made it. it. And if you take that armor off, you're going to lose some of the back metal. Right. Uh, and then Terraclaw Skeletor, who I loved as a kid, but he, he he's a little, I don't know, he didn't kind of do it for me. He's underwhelming. I still love the big claws. I kind of, I, I don't know, I feel like they maybe need some highlights on them or, or some kind of extra I, paint apps. I think they should have gone a little crazier with the design on the claws. I think they stuck too close mm. and that they could have looked a little more. I, w- Ryan, wasn't it you that said terror claws not so terrifying? <laughs> yeah. They're just kind of, you know... So- they're surprising claws. <laughs> like, whoa, 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 buddy. Like, well. uh, but the, the skeleton, the skeleton little dragon backpack, uh, the mouth is articulated and he has a neck articulation too, I think. So you can kind of move him around a little bit. Um, let's see. Then we go into drag store in November, which is a big disappointment because I really want him to have the moving wheel. You you uh, were pretty sure that the wheel would move, and I di- I did not think that it would. Well, I really thought that it I really thought that it would. I mean, we had Roboto. We've had lots of figures that incorporated the the action feature, and I think that this is a lot like uh, Rio Blast, where they just weren't doing, they just weren't they were just putting the armor on and saying, okay, you know that's this is what you get. Right now, one thing I notice about the figure is that the, the wheel placement, and I think this might be the case on the classic, on the vintage figure, the wheel placement actually is lower than the than the, the waist cut. So, 
I think that the vintage figure didn't didn't twist at the waist. It did. I, I think that's correct. But I also wasn't the wheel larger on the vintage figure. Yes. Did right. you say that, that it did? Did it yes. did twist at the waist? I had no. It did not. I had him okay. as a kid. He was one of my favorites. Yeah, the wheel was larger and kind of sat a little higher on his chest. That's what I was or thinking. It took this more of low. the chest up, I guess. Right. Um, well, so so that's what it looks like. Is that it? Is that the armor piece is lower? Uh, and that if it had been at that height, then you would have lost the waist articulation, which means you couldn't have used the the, the classic buck. Um, I am bummed. I'm I'm seriously bummed, especially looking at her, like looking at uh, Buzzsaw Hordak, who has the chest that opens, right. and 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 to me, how much that Rio Blast was was such a disappointment. Um, you know, these are the, all three of those characters have the big things in common, and that's the big you know the hollow chest. And uh, I'm disappointed. I really wish that he had. The, I, I I would love to just be able to spin that wheel. Yeah. In his chest. And what they did say is that the, the is that the the rubber the plastic on the wheel is different than the plastic on the armor. So it does have a more rubbery kind of feel to it when you touch it. But that ain't that isn't spinning. I will. Um, I will say this though. I I do like how the figure looks. Oh, he looks great. And, yeah, and I love I love his industrial, you know, uh, drag racing horde, you know, smoke pipes and and, yeah, and, yeah. and mechanical. He's, he's totally fits in the horde. And the other cool thing about him is is that his uh, his horde crossbow has these super sweet like exhaust pipes. Yeah, but those are it's the it. things that. Come yeah, the engine in the middle is really badass. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. I love this. I love this. Uh, this trend towards giving as many of the horde figures because all of them came with the old horde crossbows. I love giving them unique horde crossbows. Yeah. I think it's super cool. I love it and support it 100. percent And it's great. The other cool thing about him is that there's a peg. There, there's a hole on his back that you can plug his uh, crossbow into his back. So those cool exhaust pipes. Uh, look at the, they play into a silhouette. Oh, nice! When you put it on his back, so it looks like he has these cool exhaust pipes coming off of his back. Uh, when you when you when you put it on there, I th- and I do think that is a cool nod and a cool addition, especially since you know I really think they dropped the ball on giving the wheel on the chest. Um, so he, I, honestly, I think Dragstore is my biggest disappointment of all the reveals. I really wanted that spinning wheel, um, but I, there's so much other good stuff that you know I'm, I'm willing to let it slide. Uh, in November, we get Point Dread. The the I have no idea how much this thing's going to cost. No shit. Uh, but it's Point Dread, the Talon Fighter, and Tila 2.0. Um, wow, there's so much there. Uh, the Point Dread c- separates. The top of it comes. The whole thing doesn't doesn't clip to the top of your Castle Grace. Right. Only the top part comes off. Um. Uh, and and the the Talon Fighter is huge. I mean, it is two people can two figures can fit in it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. two figures can fit in it. It is gigantic, uh, and there's a very specific like sort of peg locking mechanism to attach uh, the Talon Fighter to 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 Point Dread because it's so big and crazy. Like they really worked hard to make it sure that it actually secure locked in and didn't, didn't just fall over. Right. Um, there's also a sticker sheet for the console on the inside. So it's sort of like the hover robots where actually you have more stickers than you can use, and you can customize the inside consoles of the Talon Fighter. Oh, that's cool. I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's really necessary. Um, 
but I think it's it's cool. Now, uh, would I, you rather them have been painted like all the other stuff we've had? I think I would rather have them be sculpted and painted, right? Uh, right. Like all the other figures. Um, I think that it's if they are going to give us stickers, I think it's cool they give us options. But at the end of the day, they're stickers, and I'd rather it all be sculpted and painted. Yeah, and I, I, think, I, I, think I agree. But as with in regards to how much is actually going into the set, I, I get it. Like they had to cut it somewhere, maybe. Now um, here's all right. So the um, battle ram, hundred and ten bucks. Castle Grey Skull. What do they sell? It was. Is it three hundred on the site now? Yeah, it was about. Yeah. Well, it was yeah, slightly cheaper than three hundred. With the sub, or with, with as early access. So, how do we... I mean, this... I don't know that this is in the middle of those. I mean, surely we're not looking at $200 for this thing. I'm guessing 175 Really? Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, yeah, talking a, a figure... But... A figure, uh, a vehicle, and a, a little mini display. It's so um, big, though. It is big. Like, next to Zodak, that 12-inch Zodak, it's huge. Gosh. Ugh. I really, yeah, I no really idea. want this thing, but man, I, I don't, I don't know that I could justify spending more than one fifty on it, and I don't really even want to spend that. That's a fuck ton of money. Well, I will be spending that money on it because I don't have other choice. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, Tila two has a separate two heads. She comes with a separate pilot head that has like a helmet, like a pilot summit on. Yeah. Um, and they still might do. She's not. She's not a perfect filmation Tila. Well, she, uh, I mean, at this point, she wouldn't be. We'll get to that. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so after that, we move to Dare in December. The final figure of the line, technically. The final? Well, no, no, no. Well, well the final? Uh, no, not not true. Um, the final single figure of the line. Um, oh, Dare God, yeah. Is, oh, you're right. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, wait for it. Wait for it. Okay. Um, Dare is okay. He's blue. He's, like there have been many, many variations <laughs> of the concept character of the son of He-Man. He's so blue. And, huh? He's so blue. <laughs> he's he's very blue. Uh, and this is sort of like it takes a little bit from all of them. Um, and I think the weirdest thing on him personally is that he has two belts on, and they look really silly. <laughs> uh, he has yeah. like. The heat, like the new adventures he men belt, and then he has like an extra like leather belt on top of it, and I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, Who wants to hold his gun? You know. Well, but he has a yeah. I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, he man didn't need a gun. Dare needed ones. Well, there's there's no he man. Um, no. The here here's here's your takeaway for Dare is that his ponytail is articulated. <laughs> you can spin it around if you have like a if you have like a wind action on your shelf, you can articulate it to match the rest of your What that's, more do you that's need? That's what yeah. you get. Um all right, so there's Dare whatever. Uh he has a gun and armor and he has he has interchangeable armor that's basically the new adventure scene man armor with a different paint job whatever. Um what we really close out the 2015 with is the holiday item which is your power He-Man and Laser Light Skeletor. Ugh. Merry Christmas. Hang on. Do you guys know they actually light up? What? No. What? They do? Get yes. out of here. Seriously? Yeah. That's why they look silly. Oh, It's sold. because for real, totally actually light up. Okay? Wow. Uh, the back uh, He-Man, 
the batteries are in his backpack, and the y and the the cable that runs from his backpack to his sword, the sword blade lights up. Oh wow! Other than that, he's a regular human figure. Okay? Uh, every day, all of the electronics are packed into the backpack and the cable that runs to the sword. Skeletor has electronics that run through his body into his arm and his hand and his transparent staff to a much lesser degree, as you can imagine, light up. Uh, to, to make that happen, he, he lost the articulation in his elbow. Yeah. Apparently, he, stu- yes, he still has full uh, shoulder articulation, which I'm not sure how that works, but apparently it does. But he, his elbow is unarticulated. His wrist still spins, but, his, but he has a transparent pink hand that does light up and his up. Which is why his head looks, which is why I think his face looks so doofy. Oh, yeah. Now I zoom in, you can see the lenses. Yeah, you can see him. So so his head doesn't have the ball joint. It's a 360 head. It can spin all the way around. Wow. But, it, but, joint, but his eyes and the hand totally light up. Okay. So, yes, I thought they looked stupid, but when I found out that they actually light up, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh so and and these you know these were the last figures ever released in the Vintage Master of the Universe line. I think it's perfect that they did these as the last figures of 2015. Um, and the fact that they actually light up, nobody was expecting that. No, nobody. not at all. Now the question is is what that's what that's going to do to international fans. Yeah, I was just that was going to be my next question. Is Europe has to be furious? Yeah, they're going to be pissed. Speaking of being pissed, we'll get to the more being pissed later. Um, <laughs> they Wait, do light up, and what? I think that's pretty sorry, rad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, actually, let me, uh, since we just finished up Masters and Universe Classics, I have very quickly some breaking news from Toy Inter- ToyNewsInternational.com. Uh, Hasbro has announced that Micronauts and ROM are returning. Now they announced that a few days ago. Did they? Yeah. This this is just popped up in my feed just now. Now th- there was speculation that they were, but Hasbro's Daryl DePriest has oh. confirmed it now. Okay, yeah, I probably uh, saw that. The new toys are coming, so that's kind of crazy. Uh, and he said that he would like to see a Marvel Legends style ROM. Ooh. That was so, pretty awesome. I would definitely buy one of those. That's all we've got now. Let's continue with Masters right. of the Universe. So we all thought that Masters was, was going to end in 2015. Maybe like the line is ending, all things must end. They, they, I mean, they made a big deal about how it was over. Well, Classics is ending. Well, technically the collector's choice is, is still Masters of the Universe Classic. No, it's not. It's collector's choice. It's in the same box. It's in the same branding. It's in the same everything. Oh, it's, it's not in the same it, box. No, Filmation is in the new box. Are you yeah. sure? Because I saw I, Collector's Choice packaging that was different. What I read was that it's the same box, but it says Collector's Choice on it. Yes. Oh, okay. Ryan okay. Is, isn't this my segment? But it's still I'm not classic. <laughs> uh, yes, Collector's Choice will will be what Classics is still doing. Same it's replacing Classics. Well, it's a mini. It's basically like a mini sub finishing out. Class, Look, is what, fam? Do you want these toys or not? Oh, of course I want them. <laughs> All right. So, so in twenty, but they'll have to go on a different shelf because they're not classic. Twenty sixteen basically uh, you have you have two subscriptions. You have two basically twenty sixteen is two mini subs, is what it boils down to. 
Um, you have the you have your uh, collector's choice mini sub, which was is on sale, and I've purchased mine. I got mine uh, and as then well. you're gonna have a what well, you know they're calling it club. Well, some people are calling it club filmation, but that's not really what it's called. It's actually called He Man and the Masters of the Universe. That's the official name of the of what we're referring to as the filmation sub. Oh, I didn't know. I hadn't seen like anything about that yet, other than what they. I showed. know. That's why you put me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just right. see the 2.0 everywhere. Yeah, you see 2.0 everywhere, um, and but but which is silly because it's a brand new. Technically, it's a brand new line with brand new branding yeah. and a new name. So you shouldn't have to say 2.0. You should just call it He-Man. Um, but whatever. But let's. Uh, so we'll go through these. So um, in uh, January we have the first of the collectors choice figures which is lord mask um and he comes with two accessories that aren't his they are actually the sword and the shield of new adventures thunder punch he-man so you get lord mask and i think he comes with one accessory that's for him and then his two other his sword and his shield are actually from the new adventures variant variant of new adventures he-man thunder punch he-man and it's a it's a weird shield with a, like a weird H that doesn't look like an H. It looks like an M, and uh, and a different New Adventures He-Man sword. So basically, instead of doing variants for New Adventures He-Man, because the variants were weren't really any different than he actually is, but with other accessories, it seems like they're just tossing in those accessories into other figures. Which That's good. It's fine with me. Which is fine with me. So, uh, but I had to look him up. I was like, what are those? Uh, then in February we have uh, the what we're the what we're calling for for purposes we're going to call another club filmation, He Man 2.0. So the these figures have, as far as I can tell, all of them have the wrist articulation. Uh, I saw you can see it on He Man because he's holding the power sword up uh, in in the pictures. Yeah, but as far as I can tell, even like Beast Man. Yeah, I can has, see the cuts on Beast Man. Yeah, has wrist articulation. Um, so I think they're all going to have them. They look great. I'm I'm on board. I love them. Um, you know, I never necessarily wanted uh, m- more versions of them, but I'll tell you what sold it on me. Uh, Trapjaw totally sold it on me, but really Skeletor did. Yes. The, yes. That, that, Skeletor, that Skeletor 2.0 is beautiful. Um, and and the guy, the guy I think Brandon is his name, doing the walkthrough, he said... I wanted that filmation Skeletor that looks like the the skeleton head is floating yeah. inside the cowl, and none of the other Skeletor figures have done that. And I mean, the Four Horsemen nailed that filmation look. I mean, it it's it's gorgeous. And uh, uh, you know, over the years on the message boards of of He-Man dot org or Maddie Collector or whatever, I I saw over and over again people so desperate for filmation versions, and I never understood it because it's not something I particularly wanted. Uh, I I just thought, well, it's just going to be a, a less detailed thing. With but that's the thing is, they're not colors. repaints. They're not filmation color repaints. No, no, these are they, way more. They look like the cartoons come to life. Yeah, they're they, they're beautiful. This is this is, this is the He Man's uh, Batman animated series line. Well, and they're in the vein actually of those Nako repaints that we were talking about earlier, where they're wild, bright colors. They look very interesting, and and they they give you a reason to want them just from being so visually different and and wild. 
So then, uh, moving on into March, we have Voltac. Um, so these, basically, these are, this whole, um, collector's choice line, these are the, hey, we paid attention to the fans, Club Attorney is winding down, what are the last figures that people really, really want? And according to the data they collected, I think largely in part through data collected through HeMan.org, these are the figures that sort of won the polls. Um, they had massive, massive, like every character you could possibly imagine, polls on HeMan.org. And these, I think that these figures are the result of that. Well, and Mask is one that they that was talked about a lot. Like, if I... Oh, yeah. If I had to pick one character that I just sort of knew, like, that's one that people are going to be happy with. Well, that people were super him. on the fence between Lord Mask and Shakoti because they're yes. both in, they're both in the two parters and, and, and they're, you know, tied to each other. And, and basically, I, I think the scale slightly tipped in Shakoti's favor. I think part of that's due to the fact that she's a chick and that, you know, we need more chicks yeah. in Masters of the Universe, uh, for sure. Um, but, but then once you had her, it was like, well, we have to have Lord Mask. Yeah, you can't have Shigodi and not have Lord Mask. So was and, Lord Mask so, one of the ones they voted on? Yeah, he lost. Okay. Yeah, like the one they did the live poll. I guess they voted at San Diego or one of the conventions. Yep, it was like him and Tuscador or somebody. Yes, and we will get to Tuscador. Ooh. Uh, so in March we have Voltac. Uh, Voltac comes with in March, uh, and he comes with. Uh, he has, I think he has the same wings as uh, Angela. I'm not positive. They look a little different, maybe, but it might just be the paint. Um, but he has a, a he has a leash for Cal. Now, in the pictures that were very good, I thought that he came with Red Eye, who's like the bad Cal. Uh, that is not the case. Um, he comes with a leash that you can put on Cal because apparently that's something that happened in the. In the Shira episode, um, but he has a cool like feathered horde crossbow too, which is pretty sweet. Um, and I think he looks great. I mean, he's like evil vulture dude. His uh, his paint job looks really good. I, I mean, I'd say all of the filmation paint jobs, even though those are just the the very preliminary versions, they look fantastic. They're going to pop on your shelf incredibly. Um, in April, we get uh, Trapjaw in Club Filmation. We get Trapjaw 2.0. Looks fantastic. He has the pink arm. He comes with the fly, slaughter, fly, fly swatter attachment, the bowcaster attachment. Um, he's he's your Filmation Trapjaw you've, you've always wanted. I really like what they did with the jaw on him. How yeah. it sticks out like it yeah. was in the cartoon. So yeah. wait, do we? when are they offering this sub, the Filmation, or the, the whatever it, you said? I don't, th- I don't think it's been released when they're going to offer it. Because it would have made too much sense to offer it at the same time as the other one and let everybody just get all in. Well, since it shut down Digital River yesterday, <laughs> uh, probably a good idea that they didn't. Um, and I'm not going to get on. I'm not going to get on that. I'm no. talking about how awesome these figures are. I'm not going to talk about Digital River. Um, in May, we have Darius. So, who's Darius? Good From question. And the Blowfish. Uh, Darius um, was originally a figure that was created for the New Adventures toy line, but didn't. But because his the the function of his because they developed the toys before the show. On the show, the character on New Adventures He Man that filled that role was Master Sebrian. Um, but he's basically like uh, the leader of the Galactic Council, 
and He-Man's uh, closest mentor ally on Primus. When the show happened, uh, Master Severian kind of took over that role, but they had already made the figure, and they, he's basically like Hero. Like, they had made the figure, or like, or, 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 uh, um, what's his name? Um, uh, old wizard dude whose name I can't remember. Um, oh, so was, he was one of those figures that had the prototype, like a prototype figure that never got a figure. So this is his figure. Um, he comes with, uh, some stuff. What are, um, you are not selling this guy to me. <laughs> He's well, got a big he, ball, you know. He's got a big, he's got a big ball and chain kind of thing. He, he's he's fan demanded, I think, only because he was one of those figures that had a prototype that everybody saw and never got. Um, it's a good a big, face sculpt. Yeah, it's a great face sculpt. He's got a he's got a removable helmet. Um, you know, he's definitely meant to be like the the new adventures Randor. Like he's the mentor figure who looks a lot like Randor. You know. Uh, brown beard, brown hair, looks, you know, like your dad. Um, See, I thought he was literally supposed to be Space Randor. Well, he totally looks like Space Randor. Which is uh, fine. That's what he's going to be. the same color scheme. He's got the red and the gold and, and whatever. Uh, anyway, so moving beyond past Darius, uh, I think he comes with some unique accessories, but I'm, I'm having trouble finding my notes on them. He's got a shield, uh, like a... Big gold shield. He comes it looks with a, like. a space cheeseburger and some space chicken fries. Yeah, he comes with space. Yeah. Uh, in June, we have Skeletor and Club Simulation, who looks freaking fantastic. I mean, he, he's uh, he. You know, there have been a lot of good Skeletors in this line, but I think this one really is taking the cake. He's he's gorgeous. And I never would have um, I never would have guessed that. Yeah. Uh, July, we've got Krita. Who totally looks like Misfits uh, from *Jim the Holograms*? She's awesome <laughs> yes. looking. She's fantastic. Uh, she's big fan demanded New Adventures character. I think her hair sculpt alone is worth the price of the figure. She looks badass. Um, I, I, I think she's fantastic. I'm all about it. Uh, August, we've got Beastman 2.0, who looks fantastic. He looks exactly like Beastman out of the out of the show. Uh, September, we've got General Sunder. General Sunder is like the the, the the horde trooper turned good guy on on Shiro. And here's where you're going to get your chance to buy more horde trooper figures. As far as I can tell, uh, from what people have said, he will come with the parts, like the extra helmet, because he's basically just a, a, a horde trooper with a new head right. and a cape, I think. And the cape will be removable probably, and he'll have uh, he'll come packed with a horde trooper head so if you want more horde troopers even though the horde troopers aren't available anymore you can buy extra general sunders and my hope is that they will make they will plan ahead and and produce more of these with the idea that people are going to order these to get more horde troopers um but you're going to get more troopers out of your general sunder great idea and at a cheaper price and at a cheaper price that's right so, so great idea for General Sunder, and and he's a big you know fan favorite as like the as like the good horde trooper that she returned, uh, turned good or whatever. October, you've got Evelyn two She's going to look fantastic. I have, I mean, from what I've seen, she we we haven't seen any any pictures of her, but from what I've seen from the other uh, filmation characters, she's going to look great. Then in November, you get the Horde Wraith, which is a a, a very exciting figure for Michael Goodwin. 
Big shout out to Michael. He loves the Horde Rates. Uh, these are uh, 2000X cartoon characters. They're the ones that like Hordax, like spectral wizards that uh, that like do big complicated ritual spells for him. It's probably going to be on a flight stand. Um, we didn't see any pictures of it, but I'm all I'm totally on board. This was definitely one of the uh, one of the few remaining really high in demand uh, 2000X figures. In December, you got Clawful. So now we're getting to like a lot of people we haven't seen. Um, December, you've got Clawful 2.0 for Clubflamation, and and Clawful and on the cartoon looks totally different. Yeah, uh, from from the way he does in 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 the, his vintage figure and in classic. So we're gonna have a very different Clawful. Then in uh, our quarterly item for that part of the year is Night Stalker. Yes, Night Stalker is huge. He's huge. He's not just a horse. He's if you have the other horses, this character is this this beast is not one of those horses. He's like a Trojan he horse. Is gigantic. Yeah. Like the the figure just like sits inside him. Um so obviously we're gonna get Stridor because it's a it's an easy repaint, so yes. we're gonna get him. Which Stridor but, but, is one of my like most wanted I guess beasts or vehicles or whatever you want to call it. Like Stridor is the one that I was just I want it so bad. It's it's gorgeous. It is a beautiful figure, and and it's beautifully articulated. They they had a hard time because the original ones weren't articulated. They right. were just like in a pose, and you could put a figure in them, and you could prance them around. Uh, and these are so they had to find a really difficult balance between making them articulated and still being able to hold the pose of the original. They've probably got uh, clicky joints, right? That's probably uh, they didn't they didn't take it out of the case in in the walkthrough I saw so uh, I don't know but that's probably very likely because as you know the horses have a really hard time holding their feet positions yeah. uh, due to their weight especially once you put a figure on them so good point I really hope that he does have the clicky clicky legs um, if Kenner could figure it out in 1980 with the ad at then I think Mattel can do it now uh, the. Other um, collector's choice figure, uh, the, or I think the last, yeah, the last collector's choice figure, uh, except for the sub-exclusive, is Tuscador from New Adventures, uh, who's like the walrus guy. Yes. Uh, so it's not Sagittar. A lot of people are expecting Sagittar, who's like the horse guy. Still no horse guy. So <laughs> if they're finishing out, if these are like the last of classics, if there isn't another collector's club, you're not going to get Sagittar. Um, but Tuscador apparently won the vote, and he's the big walrus guy, so that's what, you, what you're looking forward to. We didn't see any pictures of him. But the sub-exclusive for the Collector's Club is Despara. Big, Ooh. huge deal. Gosh. Huge deal. And I don't think anybody really, like, I think we all kind of predicted this. Right. You know, like, I mean, she was definitely, uh, you know, representing, because Collector's Choice is supposed to is supposed to give you, like, it's supposed to cherry pick all of the line, all, like all the different things, right? Uh, and so this is the representative representative from the car- from the comics. And Despera is awesome looking. Uh, she is Adora, like because Adora wouldn't look like beautiful Adora that she did as she was, you know, committing the atrocities in the name of the Horde. Uh, and I think that the idea to give her a different costume and to give her a mask that makes her that separates herself from the deeds, the horrible deeds that she's done, is a fantastic idea and one of the best ideas for Shira 
that's been made. Um, my only critique of the figure is that her unhelmeted face is smiling. I have a big problem with that. Isn't it kind of an evil smile, though? Her, her eyes look oh. kind of mad. Yeah. I don't think so. I think she looks nice. Really? Um, I, I, I felt like she looked kind of evil. I, I, well, I'll have to go back and look at it again. I, I, I really wanted like a, like a grimace, like a, like a, I'm coming to get you. Like, this is what the face looks like. Not, not so much in, I mean, I don't think she enjoyed it. Even when she was doing it, I think she would have been like scowling as she was committing the atrocities. All right. I got you. Yeah. Like, I don't think she did it with glee. I think she was following orders. Um, because she was deep down, she was still Adora. She was brainwashed, right? But, um, but I, uh, everything about everything, everything else about the figure, I love her. She she's beautiful. Comes with two heads. They talked. Uh, they did talk about whether or not that the head could be like a mask that you could put on the head, right? And it didn't work out, so they had to go with the two heads. I'm fine with two heads. I, generally, I prefer that because almost every time you do a helmet. They suck. Yes, yeah. either the helmet sucks or the head underneath it sucks. So yeah. two heads are the better way. That's to go. the case you're going to see with Darius, some goofy, goofy looking uh, helmet, right? That's making room for hair that doesn't take up room. Uh, then we get into the club. Ex- so those are the two club. Ex- that's the club exclusive for collector's choice, and the club exclusive for uh, film. The filmation club is Evil Seed. Can I tell you something weird? Please tell me something. I weird. I, th- I think I might like the filmation Evil Seed a little more. Oh yeah, he's well. He's wacky, and I yeah, really like wacky. that. I mean, you're talking 100 percent new sculpt on that guy. There, are, uh, I mean, maybe you you might see. I, you, we have no idea what the chest looks like, right? That, that but that might be like Modulox's smaller buck in there, um, and the shoulder joints and the arms are probably reused. But other than that, everything's new, and what you can't see in the pictures. But what's described is that from the waist down, he is all vines. Oh, really? Yeah, he's all vines that sort of grow into two leg shapes. Now, because of them, that being as unique as it, as unique as it is, from the waist down, he has no articulation. I'm okay with that. If, he, if he's got crazy vine legs, whatever, yeah. that's fine. And you can, in the pictures, you can kind of see him creeping out of the bottom of the uh, of, of the cloak that he's wearing. Right. Um, but the cloak is removable. Uh, I would imagine you probably just pop the head off and and, and pull it off. Uh, but he has two accessories. He comes with a vine attachment for his hand that attaches under his wrist into the cloak. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. It um, looks like he's shooting out vines out from under, his, uh, like under his hand, uh, and that looks really cool. And then he has a separate attachment that uh, is a web of vines kind of thing that fits around another figure. And we haven't seen any any accessories like that other than Leech's net, which mine is one of the many that broke, and I'm very very sad about. Uh, but they that plastic just couldn't handle the stress of being suction cupped something and then pulled. Um, oh, is that what's been happening? See, mine's fine, but I never. Oh yeah, see, I, I attached it to the the glass case, and then was like, oh, okay, I'm going to move it, and I went to pull it off oh. and put the charge on it, and one of the suction cups ripped off. Because the suction power was stronger than the plastic, which is like awesome, but also disappointing. Right, great. Su- I mean, well, you know, and that's what we expect from Leech: great suction power. <laughs> right, uh, great, the great power to suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's one of those figures too that that I've heard that they wish they could do another pass at is Leech. That they really, 
Yeah, uh, that they kind of wish they had been able to do a little more. That like that his body is great, but that his that his uh, limbs because they were the standard buck limbs mm-hmm. look a little puny on him. Um, and that they wish they had been able to do him like Grand Man and just done. Hundred percent, all brand new. Oh, that was, and I, w- I mean, I would buy as many leech figures as they wanted to oh, make. Yeah. I would totally take a new leech, um, uh, leech two Unless they did a filmation leech, I don't know that I would go for oh. that. No, I don't think I'd go for that either. Uh, but so yeah, so Evil Seed is the is the exclusive. I think it's a great exclusive. I think that they're making fans happy. You know, the fl- I think the fans were pretty much entirely split on Evil Seed. Um, yeah, I like both of them. I think that his. Uh, that his 2000X version is super cool. I love the update, and I think that the figure they've made for that in the 2000X club is looks fantastic, and I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I totally um, want both of them, but yeah. once I saw the filmation when I was just like, oh, that's... I, and, and initially, I didn't think I wanted the filmation one, but seeing it now, they did such a good job with it. There's no other action figure ever made that looks like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that big old artichoke head. Um, and so that so that wraps up uh, Club Filmation. Um, then the last things that were revealed, uh, we saw... Now, did we did we talk about Anti-He-Man? Uh, no, we need to. Okay. So there was no mystery accessory in the case towards the end of the show like there normally is. There was a whole mystery figure. And it was the Anti-He-Man, which was featured in the German audio plays. Which, presented without context, is almost a little offensive. Uh, a little bit. I mean, he is he is a black-faced He-Man. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, there's what else do you do? Yeah. And, and, the, and apparently the only visual description that was given for him in, in the audios was that he had black skin and red hair. Um... And so he comes with, uh, he's basically like an all black and red He-Man. He's got red eyes with no pupils. He looks super evil. Yeah. Um, it's very demonic looking and very sort of nega, like the, you know, the nega universe version of, of, of a character. Was well, he supposed um, to be like antimatter or something? Yeah, he's from another dimension. And in, in the dimension that he's from, Castle Grayskull is white. Whoa. Now is it called Castle yeah. White Skull? Uh, that I don't know. Or no, I guess it would um, be called Castle some other color, because Castle Grey Skull is not gray. Yeah, so it would be like Castle, Castle Red Skull. Red Skull or something like that. <laughs> uh, that might be taken. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. There would be copyright oh, problems. Somewhere in Germany. Yeah. Uh, which which is where this guy's from. So, uh, so yeah, so they didn't say the only, he comes with the black power sword, and then he comes with a black uh, shield that is the shield that Castle Grey Skull Man came with. He doesn't come with the standard He-Man shield. Um, that's cool. Like, yeah, yeah, that looked good. I didn't even I realize like, that's what it was in the picture, but it looks good. It looks good. Um, and so when asked about it, the Maddie representative, Brandon, was like, well, I don't know. I don't know where we'll see it. I think this is very much them sort of testing the waters. Um, and I think there's a lot of that. Yeah, there seems to be a, a, a general, you know, lean towards tell us what you want. Sure. You know, tell us what you And I think you're seeing a lot of that. I mean... This whole extra sub is the collector's choice sub, and it's entirely based around the big uh, the big poll that Heman.org did that took like two years to do this poll or something, where they, they did 
every single figure you could possibly imagine. Yeah. And they did tiers and tiers and tiers and tiers of this poll. Uh, and, and what the fruit, the fruit of that poll is, is that, uh, poll fruit, that doesn't sound good. No. Um, oh, it does not. Uh, <laughs> it, these figures, these were, these were after, and these weren't just like arbitrary, arbitrary choices. These were the most fan demanded figures based on this poll that he meant at our grand for a really long time. Um, and, and this was the, the, this is how it was. So I think that tossing out like a whole figure like this is all about testing the water, seeing what people want. Um, and, and I'm really hoping that, that they continue with that, this whole transparency, uh, with Maddie collector and the master's line, you know, is, is great. And I think, you know, we've seen more ahead of time of, of subbing in than we've ever seen before. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we've never seen the entire sub ever. It's incredible, even though, yeah, it's six figures, so it's a little bit different, but we've never even seen six figures before. Yeah, even the last Club Filmation sub was three figures, right. and we had no idea what the rest of them were. Uh, let, Brandon, isn't he the guy from the design team that Scott was putting over right before he left, that he was, like, given credit to for making design decisions? and Yeah, he's he seems... The comments that I've heard him make, he makes a lot of comments like, uh, yeah, I wish that we could have done that or, or, well, when I, uh, you know, like, well, I, I made the choice. He seems to definitely be in a position of authority. Right. Um, you know, so I think that he's making at big decisions with the line. Um, so that's who, who we've got talking to us. And he's done a couple of the videos. He, he did the video that revealed, uh, the, the point dread, Oh, okay, um, okay, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he, he's, I, I think as good as Scott enthusiasm wise. He, I'm he not sure a, he's as endearing, but, but he's, he, he gets the message over. I think, well, he seems, he seems knowledgeable about the material. Yeah. I, I haven't really got, you know, he doesn't write the big long things that Scott would write. Right. Or, you know, right. He doesn't really go to like, his love for He-Man or like get into like, Oh, well, when I was a kid, da, 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 but he seems to really know action figures. Like he seems a little more, um, less brand manager, more toy builder. Right. More engineer savvy. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that that's, that's what the vibe I'm getting from him is like when he talks about stuff, he really talks about the engineering. Like when he talked about uh, Buzzsaw Hordak and, and when Pixel Dan was like, well, wow, that sure is what we wanted from, you know, Rio Blast. Yeah, yeah. But, well, you know, that was before my time and, and you know, that's those are the choices that were made. Um, and I can understand that when you're talking, you know, a big a big buck change like, like Buzzsaw Hordak has on a figure that already exists as opposed to a character like Rio Blast who had almost 90% new tooling and retooling the buck, you know, I get it. Um, you know, that, that, that was, that was an easy price point choice you could make on, on Hordak, which is why there isn't, which is why there isn't very, really anything different about Bustle Hordak, which is pretty lame. Um, yeah, not even, I mean, they probably could have gotten away with at least changing up the paint scheme in, in a more significant Way, but the plastic, but the vintage, but the but the vintage Hurricane Hordak wasn't any different either. So 
it would be like, well, wouldn't you pack there? Wouldn't you pack the filmation Hordak head in there? And he was like, well, we're probably just going to do filmation Hordak. Yeah, right. So right. Why, right. Why throw that head in there when we can do a pure? And as we've seen from the filmation line figures, we've seen even if they gave a filmation Hordak head and you put it on the the Eternian invasion Hordak or whatever the blue Hordak we already have, right? It it still wouldn't be as close to filmation Hordak as the one we know we're going to get. Yeah, so ha- having having seen the filmation figures now, there's no like cheating it. I mean, they they have to be filmation figures. Right, they have to be totally perfect, and um, I think that you know if if we were going to see something, I think that I think that Buzzsaw Hordak would be a great character to throw an extra accessory like one of those like the diamond area of disappearance accessories into yeah yeah you know, throw something like give us something like give us a little a little extra juice right. on that figure um you know because otherwise he's he's unless you got the chest open he looks exactly like for anyway um well, we've got some uh some other exclusives that right are, are so, a little so contentious the point, the point is, is that we have no idea where anti-he-man is going to show up. Right. At all. Uh, so, PowerCon is coming back. Uh, for those of you who don't know, PowerCon got canceled this year. Uh, they tried to move it to New York in 2014, and they did, and it didn't do very very well, as my understanding. And oh. I might be wrong. So, it was canceled in 20... It was canceled this year, uh, but they are bringing it back to California, uh, and, and the main reason to, for that is, is that most of the voice talent and the talent is out in California. So as much as they wanted to move it to New York for the East Coast people to get their chance um, to, to come and see it, uh, it just it just doesn't make financial sense because you're talking about all this airfare for all these people who are the guests who live in California. Um, so PowerCon's back up in, in California, and unfortunately I had family out in California for the whole time that PowerCon was out there, and I never was able to get out there. Ah. Uh. PowerCon has three exclusives, uh, and they're all repaints to a degree. One of them is an exception. Uh, we've got a green Granamere. So uh, the one year that I went to San Diego uh, was the year that they did the first poll, and the first fan poll was whether or not that Granamere would appear in his filmation red colors or his mini-comic green colors. Well, 2012? Uh... I don't know. I don't even remember. I think it had to be 12. But anyway. So, no, it couldn't have been 12. No? It wasn't three years ago. No, not at all. Longer ago than that? No, yeah. I mean, it was, It was. I mean, Grandamere came out what? I mean, Grandamere came out two years ago. And the poll was way before that. The polls happened years before the figures came out. Anywho. So, uh, so... This is the green Granamere that lost the poll, because the red Granamere obviously won the poll. So it's a green Granamere, a red Beast Man, uh, which is his original like sort of concept art, was very, very red. Uh, and then Camo Khan, who was like a weirdo variant that was like only available in like South America or something like that. Right. And he, he's not a repaint. He's got he's got the clawful hands. He's a weirdo. <laughs> a weird looking dude. Uh, but he's got like a camo color scheme, and then he's got gold, cold clawful claws, uh, or buzz off. Actually, the buzz off claws. He's got right, gold right. buzz off claws, uh, and then gold feet. Um, 
So, yeah, those are three exclusives. Now, there has been a great deal of of uh, hatred. I'll just go ahead and use the word hatred. Gnashing of um, teeth. Yes, gnashing of teeth about the fact that these figures are not, uh, they're not going to be available on Maddie Collector. Right. Um, unlike the San Diego exclusives that go on sale at, at, at a San Diego and you can get them there and then they show up on Maddie Collector later. These figures are only available at Pound. Uh, I am personally of the belief that at the He-Man convention, uh, that you should get something special. That they're not, they're not part of the line. They are not part of Motu Classics. They are produced only because Val Staples, who's the guy who behind PowerCon, and the guy who runs He-Man.org and has done, and has worked tirelessly, uh, for the fans and, 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 and for, for Motu since before Motu Classics was even a, a thing at all. Um, he arranged this deal directly with Mattel to have these figures produced so that the people who come to PowerCon get something special. And I believe in that. I think that that's great. I think that uh, you should get something special for going to the Man convention. Uh, I think that it, that it wasn't like, you know, oh, we're going to go do a special Stan Lee figure at this other weirdo convention you know, or the San Diego convention that everybody can come to that isn't about He-Man. I, I do respect the choice that the He-Man fans who go to the He-Man convention get something special. Well, here's the uh, thing. Here, here's Now, Phantom with the counterpoint. I, I totally agree with you that they should have PowerCon exclusives that they can only get there. I think Camo Con is a great choice. Because he's weird, he's an obscure variant type thing. Uh, but Red Beast Man and Mini Comic Granomir to me feel like variants that should be part of the line because we've gotten repaint variants like that before. We've got Mini Comic variants like those. Uh, I don't know. I, I get it. Here's where I would agree with you. I would agree with you that three exclusives seems like a lot. Yeah. That 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 if that if it was one exclusive and it was like Granamir or Beastman or Camocon, but the the fact that there are three figures you know, and, and, and what I would imagine what I would imagine is that this is a deal that Val has been working on since PowerCon started sure. years ago. Yeah. And it's only now finally happening. And that's probably why there are three. Here's what I think would be neat. And, and, you know, good for them. It's awesome. I, you know, it is what it is. And I, I won't have those. That's cool. I can live with it. There's, I'm, I am not a completist with this line. There's some figures I don't have and that's okay. Um, the figures that you have that I don't. I, I know. And I'm looking at him right now, as a matter of fact, uh, uh with his broken robot head or whatever, battle damaged oh. head. Um, I, I need a one dar though. That's the one hole in my collection. Oh, that's, oh, I forgot. That's one you don't have. Yeah. Um, but I think it would have been really cool if they had maybe done, uh, camo con and maybe tried to figure out a way to give power con first grabs. at something new, like maybe, a three pack of the first three filmation figures, like packaged like the old three packs that they did, 
give them some special packaging, something a little different like that. So it's figures that we can get, but we'll never be able to get them that way. You have to be at PowerCon to get that packaging or whatever they can figure out. And and they get them however many months early. Like, I think that would have been really neat. But logistically, I don't know how feasible that would have been. Yeah. But anyway, PowerCon's getting some awesome stuff. So if you're on the West Coast or able to get there uh, reasonably, then get them and enjoy them. And uh, because you love the Needless Things podcast, send some to me and Bo. Yes, please. Good Lord. <laughs> All right. What? That's it, right? There's nothing else, is there? No, there's nothing else. There's one other thing. Oh, it's not. It's not a. Which, is it worth mentioning? Even it's super worth mentioning. Barely. They drop Snake Mountain on us like a giant purple bomb of love, and a freaking sculpt. Not even a drawing like Grayskull yeah, was at first. Drawing, not even like a plan like they they did right. with Castle Grayskull. This is the the thing. It's sculpted. You couldn't see the back. the The inside isn't isn't done, um, but it will have an inside. Uh, they had to cut the top of the display case out that they that they had in order for it to fit inside because it's that big. Actually, if you check needlessthingssite.com, uh, we have pictures from our pal Action Figure Attack, uh, who was at the show, and he's got a picture of him standing beside Snake Mountain, and it looks almost like he could crawl inside of it. It's as far what I can tell is it's about as tall like from an average person's waist to top of head. Yeah. It's about like four almost three and a half feet tall. Which is just insane. Like I remember us all freaking out about how big the castle was, right? Right. And you know, and even even with it being shrunk a little bit and, and whatever, um this thing is just nuts and and it's gorgeous. It is the perfect marriage. You know, you, you can see a lot of the, um, uh, who's the company that did the Snake Mountain, that does all the statues? Oh, uh, Hard Heroes or Icon Heroes? Icon Heroes, yeah. You definitely see a lot of the Icon Heroes uh, version in it. Yes. That it's a blend of the of the filmation Snake Mountain and the, the toy uh the, the vintage toy Snake Mountain. And done brilliantly. I mean, they, they oh, meld brilliant. right it's together. Like, oh, it's a mountain range. Yeah. That's how you do it. Right. It's a mountain range. It's got more than one mountain on it. You know, I mean, duh. Um, but the way that it's the way that it's designed is you can close it, uh, and it opens up. And, it, and in fact, it opens up in a way that Castle Grayskull doesn't. Castle Grayskull opens up at its best... As, at, at a right angle. Well, as of now, it opens up that way. Oh, I'm sure it'll open up all the way. I'm well, did, sure it'll be a 180. Because initially, though, Grayskull was going to come apart so you could display it flat out. Uh, was it? Yeah, that was one of the initial things, is that pin that holds the hinge together was originally oh. going to be removable so you could display it flat out. But, again, we've got a new era and not, you know, not disparaging anybody, but we have a new era of design where it looks like they've got more of an eye towards, uh, engineering as we were talking about. Yeah. So I think snake mountain has a better chance of making it to production that way. Well, but even if you, but even if you did open up castle gray skull at 180 degrees, it would look wrong. Whereas you can open up the snake mountain, 180 
and it looks right. Yeah. And you, or you could close it off and display whichever side you prefer. And you've got the beautiful translucent waterfall or lava fall, I guess. I love that. Yeah. Um, we will get more info about the castle, about, or about Snake Mountain at Toy Fair and PowerCon. Uh, there will probably be some sort of Kickstarter, uh, campaign for it to prove to Mattel that it's worth making. Yeah. Probably not a meter like we're used to, but more like a traditional Kickstarter. Um, it may be scaled down to get it within a reasonable price point, but it's like, well, if we're going to actually do Snake Mountain, we want to do it right, but we can't make it so expensive that people can't buy it. Well, and I'll tell you right now, I am all for the Kickstarter. Uh, if they want to just directly lift the Kickstarter method, because that way you have potential for add-ons and stuff. Because we, t- we had talked, you know, uh, Mattel had discussed add-on packs for Castle Grayskull or little extras and, and that sort of thing. So if they do put Snake Mountain up like that, they say, look, if we hit this goal, you get Bare Bones, Snake Mountain, and Skeletor's Bone Throne, which, my gosh. Awesome. Uh, so awesome. And if we achieve that goal and we continue generating money, then we add on, you know, an accessory pack that includes – uh, evil, was it Evil Lens little scrying pool or whatever it is they look in yeah. to see what the good yeah, guys are doing? Eating table. Yeah, yeah, little little extras like that. Like make it so we can get as much crap for Snake Mountain as we're willing to pay for. You I, know, I if, would, if it hits it. Uh, the other thing that they featured in the presentation is that it has. So the classic one had a had the wolf head microphone that you could talk into and it had a voice change. <laughs> How did they? How did they ever find a solution to replace that, Bo Brown? Uh, well, funny you should ask, Phantom. Uh, <laughs> they plan on using an uh, a, that the that Snake Mountain will come with Bluetooth speakers, <laughs> and you can download an app that will uh, a have a voice changing function, so that you can have a scary voice that comes out of your Snake Mountain, just like the old one, or you know, play music out of it, play a little Black Sabbath out of your Snake Mountain. <laughs> Or play the filmation score CDs that are now all have the Snake Mountain theme playing from your Snake Mountain. Oh my God, how meta is that? Or, you know, whatever, a uh, little ABBA, you know, whatever, you, whatever you're in the mood for. And you can sell it, you know, to your partner or spouse as it's not just the bitchiness, you know, playset that's ever been made. It's also practical. All right, um, well, let's wrap up Snake Mountain because we've got one, so mo- it- one more uh, to get to after Snake Mountain. It's it's nuts. Uh, Snake Mountain is is glorious. I, I really hope that it that it comes off. And there and there are still he, there are still Castle Grayskulls available on Heman.org. Yes, there so are. that makes things a little dicey as to how many of these guys that they're going to be able to produce. Or MediCollector.com. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, Although that, there, uh, there are probably some on Heman.org as well. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, as far as Mattel is concerned. You know, Mattel. You know, they they Mattel is going to look at the numbers and say, "Well, you didn't sell all of them." Right. Um, so I would suspect that there's going to be a different approach, like we've already seen them talk about that it's a Kickstarter thing, and and um, you know, maybe they only produce as many as people sign up for. You've got to sign up for it if you want to get one, kind of thing. Um, I don't know, but they're you know they say they're going to try to keep it around three hundred bucks. I see that being a challenge, knowing how much the castle cost, and this thing is like almost twice as big. Um, so we'll see. 
So we'll see. We'll, uh, man, I, I just, I'm so blown away. Nobody expected it. No, no, no. Nobody expected Castle Grayskull. But you know what else nobody expected? What? Tr- truly the biggest announcement from Mattel. I beg to differ. I know you do. I know you do. And honestly, I'm a little torn on it. Uh, but I, I have to say, if you, if you had sat me down and said, what do you think is more likely for San Diego Comic-Con, Snake Mountain, or this other thing, I would have said Snake Mountain. And, uh, the other thing is... Thundercats from Mattel, uh, which is something that can happen because LJN doesn't exist anymore. Uh, this was a massive surprise. I mean, I, I don't think anybody anywhere saw this coming. Was no. that, was especially the, Brave Star wouldn't have surprised me. Right. Yeah, I was expecting. Honestly, I was expecting it. But uh, but to you know to see to read online. They have Lionel and Jackalman standing in cases in the Maddie booth. It was mind blowing. And and see, the first thing that we heard was that they're doing Thundercats in the MOTUC scale. And my my naturally jaded and cynical mind thought, well, they said scale. They didn't say style. But then we see the pictures, and sure enough, these are Thundercats classics figures. They will they will stand on the shelf. With your Masters of the Universe classics, uh, Lino looks really good. Jackalman looks incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, just to run down some numbers, I'm going to pretend for a minute that I have the cognitive ability that Bo has and the research skills that Bo has, and I'm going to run down a little bit about the Thundercats line. Uh, according to my research, the original line had 29 regular figures, not including paint variations or packaging variations. It had eight companion figures, which would be the Robear Burbles, Snarf, Mama, that sort of thing. Uh, two creatures, seven vehicles, seven accessory packs, which would be like light-up backpacks and weapon packs and stuff, and two play sets. So what we're looking at, essentially, depending on how Mattel decides to line. do this, is six years of subscription lines, potentially. Uh, but they have already announced... Lion-O next July, Jackalman in August, and then uh, the Mummy version of Mumra as the sub-exclusive. We don't know anything else about it, but... That's not true. Oh, well, please, illuminate Ooh. us. Yeah. All right, so he's going to come with two different capes. Uh, he'll be the sub-exclusive. He'll come with two different capes, one open, one closed. He's fully articulated. Uh, the idea is that he that he's supposed to be like the original vintage uh, Mummy Mumra, mm-hmm. that he was special. He was a mail away. Now the original vintage Mumra was static. He was zero zero yeah, points of articulation. No articulation. So he will come with with the the the, the closed on the closed on cape uh, like the vintage, right. where you can't really you know he's just closed over. But he's fully articulated on the inside and has a big open and has an open cape. 
so that you can pose him. Ah, very cool. But as far as releases, oh, what what they said is all we know right now. Those three figures. No, I do oh, have some more nuggets for you. Go for they it. They said Vulture's um, already in development, right? See, that uh, I was didn't hear one, about that. That was one of the first things I saw. But I'm wondering if somebody got confused about Volt, whatever the Master Vulture Man, yeah, Voltac, yeah. So here's here's the story. Here's the story from from what I saw, and that this is this is all. I will give credit. A lot of my inside information is from Pixel Dan's walkthrough that he did. Okay. Uh, and he talked to the, the our new our new guy. He's not the face of Mattel like uh, like Toy Guru was, but it's Brandon uh, who who has been the guy who did does some videos. So so basically, what what they did was they were like, "Hey, Four Horsemen, what do you think about Thundercats?" And they were like, "Oh, you mean this Lino figure that we made a year ago?" <laughs> and they were just like, "Here, here it is. We did it. Duh, we did it." Like, of course we did it. And they were like, oh, wow. And so they showed it around to Mattel, and Mattel was like, oh, wow, this lineup figure looks awesome. Let's let's go for it. And then it took them a year to get the, like, that lino figure was done a year before they even got the license. Right, right. The Four Horsemen were just like, of course we're going to do Thundercats. Don't be stupid. It's done. The work is done. Like, they knew. They knew it was coming. They knew what would happen. Because they're the four horsemen and they're geniuses. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, you finally came around and asked us. Like, we've kept this in the fridge because we knew this day would come. Here's your Lino figure. Duh. Like, it's like a bottom lock drawer of their desk. They kind of look around for a minute. Right. So, so, so they give the, so they give the, the Lino figure to Mattel and they're, and they send it around all the big wigs and whatever. And they're like, oh, this looks awesome. Yeah, let's do this. And the horsemen are basically like, yeah, we know. <laughs> and that that's how it all happened. Like, that's, that's how it all happened. Was they were like, oh, we should maybe think about a Thundercats line. Let's look into that. Hey, four horsemen, what are your thoughts? Uh, you mean this? So <laughs> do you guys, uh, obviously Mattel's goal is going to be to recreate the vintage line. Uh, yep. They're going to do it just like he meant. So that's what, what do you guys have specific figures that you're you're kind of into or hoping for early on or more than others. I'd like to see uh, what's his name. Oh, now my mind's gonna be all blank. Uh, Toad Man. Um, Slide. Oh. Slide. I'd like to see Slide early on. Um, Wily Kit and Wily Cat. I really hope they're in a two pack. I mean, I'm definitely gonna need them. But you know, it's Wily Kit. I would Wiley expect King. not to see them in a two pack. They've they've planned it out. They planned it out just like Masters. I think it's mm-hmm. like a seven year plan, um, mm-hmm. where they're they're not going to give out obviously all the main Thundercats, but it's going to be spaced out. Like you're going to get Lunatics. You're going to get like a wide assortment of characters yeah. through through each year, um, and you're gonna you're, you know it's going to be like Ram Man. It's going to be you know like those handful of Masters. Yeah. That held up to the very end. Well, and what's going to be great about Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat? Well, this this is going to be the first time we see them, the classic versions, as fully articulated actual action figures. Yeah, and hopefully they'll come with their surfboards and. Oh yeah, I would imagine so. That. I'd love a three pack of the scary robot bears. The purple, um, the purple bears, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, those things are horribly frightening. But I think the main, I mean, obviously Panther is going to be. The one I think oh, a lot Panthers. of people want, but I would love to see a Thunder Tank. No, they said there. They said there would be vehicle vehicles. I mean, this is you are looking at a line 
ex- basically expect what you see, have seen from Masters of the Universe Classics over yeah. the last couple of years. You That is the treatment that you're going to get, which I think is there is no better hands for the Thundercats license to be in other than the Four Horsemen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're going to get, this is going to be it. Like every, like how, how, how I and, you know, expound upon, but, but many people agree through talking about like a, a the, the love of a vintage toy line being recreated for, for, with modern day action, you know, figure technology. He-Man is winding into this mode and everything they learned on classics, Motu classics, is going to go into Thundercats Classic. It's going to be whatever, I mean, you're going to expect to see what you saw with Masters, but with everything they learned from Masters in Thundercats. Right, hopefully we won't have any of the missteps. We, and there's no reason we should, because it's it, it will be the same aesthetic. Um, yeah. I'm super looking forward to Panthro, the vintage Panthro. Even though I didn't have very many Thundercats, that vintage Panthro That's figure Panthro. was one of my favorites of all time because of the actual chain on his nunchucks. Oh yeah, uh, and I, I hope they don't give him the ninja treatment, and I don't I don't yeah. think they will. Um, and then uh, I want a Tusca Warrior. Oh yeah, really right. bad. So really, real quick poll because there's not much more to say about it. Um, it it's exciting. It's incredible. Uh, real quick, Jay, are you yep. in on this line? Uh, it's a maybe. I, I'm, I'm definitely uh, excited about it, but it's uh, still a, um, a maybe. And uh, before you, I know you got to go uh, plug your stuff before you check out. Uh, BelligerantMonkey.com for all the uh, monkey craziness. I think Jay was asleep. <laughs> Jay I was. I just woke up. I'm sorry that my soothing, my soothing excitement. Master of the Universe lulled you into a sleep state. <laughs> Bo's uh, Masters uh, literally put me to sleep. I passed out. I woke up and realized I have to go to bed. <laughs> well, Jay, thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll check out BelligerentMonkey.com for all of your pop art needs. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Thanks. Always a fun Apparently you had lots of fun. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> All right. There's there's your write up for this one when you put it on the site. So exciting it put a member to sleep. <laughs> um, Always a fun. And let's go around. Uh Josh, is is this a definite for you? You know, I wasn't a He Man guy as a kid, but I was a Thundercats kid and I guess now I can join in the fun that is dealing with Mattel subscriptions. Yay. Well, like Bo said, though, they, they've learned a lot. Uh, hopefully things will be different. And uh, certainly product-wise, you, you shouldn't have to worry about a lot of the stresses that we've put up with over the last six years. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for coming on. Where can we find you online? Ah, well, if you are interested in Doctor Who stuff, I do a podcast called The Oncoming Storm, which you can find at theoncomingstorm.libson.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, man, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. Pleasure being here. Thanks, guys. Later, man. Later. Ryan, how about you? Are you finally going to succumb to... Well, you you were in on the DC stuff, though, so... I was. You've, you've dealt with Maddie before. Is this going to bring you back into the Maddie fold? Well, the only toy that I still have from when I was a child is Mumra. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, that is the only toy I still have. The, I mean, the, he doesn't the, have the headpiece. He doesn't have his cape. 
big Mumra. I am hundred percent in. Yep. Nice. And uh, Bo, how about you? You know me. I can't do it. Uh, all I can do is collect masters. It's my one true love. Um, I can't. I can't afford to buy into. You know, two mini subs. Right. And right. Now, if if Masters was over, uh, no, I don't think so. I think when Masters is done, I might be out of toys. Um, I think that this is my like one thing that I let myself still get away with doing. Right. Right. Um, and I think that I would probably have to be done. Um, so I'm glad that there's still more. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, I don't. I don't think I could do it. I can't. Um, I'm yeah. I'm He Man only. Good for you for staying strong. I do not have your fortitude. Guys, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out and bringing your expertise to the show. And uh, that's all we got. Thank you. Thanks, Phantom. Wow, that was a lot of information. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed doing it. And, And I don't feel bad going long because I feel like one, there was a whole lot to cover, and two, we had fun doing it. And, and I've heard from you guys, uh, selective you guys anyway, that you're fine with us going along and covering everything that we feel like we need to cover. And I, I you know, I do a little bit of editing, but not a whole lot, because I feel like if one of my guys is saying something, the guys or gals is saying something, then it's it's worth listening to. I mean, that's why I do this. Is I feel like everybody's got something to say, and if you want to hear us say it. You can find the Needless Things podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, at NeedlessThingsSite.com, and at ESOPodcast.com, because we are a proud part of the ESO network. So, that's it for toys. Next week, come back, check out our episode with a whole new cast, live from the Phantom Zone, about the trailers and movies of San Diego Comic-Con, and we didn't hit everything. Uh, and we didn't go quite as long, but it's still a pretty big show. So the, the intros and outros will be brief, and we'll get right into the meat of the show. So that's all I've got for this week. I hope you guys had a good time. I hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit from Little Troublemaker. Maybe he'll be back with more words on another show. We'll see. But for now, that's all I got. Remember, I love you guys. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.